gentlemen, and welcome to a very special episode of List Wars. This is Oscar Wars 2022. How are you doing tonight? That was, ret- that was rhetorical. Oh, wait, hold on. Downboard? Do you guys hear that or just me? No, no. <laughs> and that should have been what tipped me off. When they don't hear the soundboard, that should make me think, oh, you don't have the right audio input, Michael. But I totally did. We had to restart this call. I don't forget the reason why. And somehow when I rejoined, it used my webcam mic. So enjoy these 10 seconds of me on my better quality mic. Uh, just... It makes me wonder if they're really listening to me. Like, how do Will or Alec not tell me, hey, you sound way worse? Is anybody listening? Is God listening? Will God forgive us? That's a quote from First Reformed, which is one of the greatest movies starring Ethan Hawke. All right, here we go. (laughs) There's applause (laughs) coming through, I guess. Uh... Maybe not over. Oh gosh, I need to stop it. All right. Well, uh, I'll plug it in and post, and Hell then yeah. we'll just. Dang, I have. I just have a applause and booze, and I really wanted to hit Will with some booze. I should have tested oh. that beforehand. Oh, I do love a good. If you two boys know anything about me, it's that I love a good boo. Right. Oh, God, I love. I love booing people. I think I've got a good boo as well. When you August, get booed, you're like I, Uma Thurman in Pulp Fiction after you get that adrenaline stab into your heart mm-hmm. to come to life. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> apply uh, directly absolutely. to heart yep i'm like leonardo dicaprio in basketball diaries when i do meth <laughs> and heroin you're like him outside the door of his mom's apartment when you don't get your boobs and you're just absolutely. like clawing at the door in tears mm-hmm. you know the whole vibe it's a dark movie i hated that yeah, experience yeah, I, don't like that. I don't like the movie it's bad no, it's so sad just, i've never seen it and i don't don't it's do cra- it don't? it's crazy leonardo dicaprio yeah. and mark Wahlberg. But I love basketball, and I'm pretty solid on diaries. <laughs> Where do you stand on crystal meth? Uh, I mean, it has its place. Sure. In yeah. society. Yeah. Everything Next. in moderation, including yeah. moderation. You know. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this is a podcast where we're just on top of things. We... <laughs> To, to pull back the oh well, who do we got here who's here is it is it will it's will mckenzie's one of us hi will mckenzie here coming from the west coast hollywood baby west coast yeah preemptively oh, did not make a game because like late start probably go long also we had different ideas of what this episode would be so <laughs> that would be different lengths um and yeah will's in seattle now so he looks mm-hmm. brighter and he looks more wet and oh, yes, we also yeah. got alec bowling Hello, greetings from <laughs> the Middle Coast. He gave a peace sign, and I thought for a second you were just going to leave it at that. And <laughs> it was cool, but I just don't think it translates well. Gre- greetings from the coast of the Ohio River. Yeah. Um, see, I need to get sound engineer Joey Brunner here to show me why this soundboard doesn't work, but it was sick applause. Uh, okay, so uh, we're going to go through the Oscars today. So here's where we are. We had a text thread. <laughs> <laughs> in which we said, hey, look, we're gonna, do you want to do something different or just do top movies? How about we go through all the Oscar categories? We we like that idea. Um, I don't know. We, at the end of the conversation, here's where we landed. Alec thought we were doing a top five movies of 2021 podcast. Affirmative. Will thought we were doing a 
our picks for the winners of all the Oscar categories. That makes the most sense. Go on. I thought we were doing a, we say who we would nominate and then pick one winner for the Oscar categories. And so we all have slightly different. Well, why, why are you giving me like, why is that such a ridiculous idea? You don't need to talk about them all. You can just list them. I think yeah, it's hard like, to pick one. That's what do you it's mean? It's hard. hard to pick. You're, you're going to pick one anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's more fun. Like there's a lot of movies. I like, think it's more fun to say more people. Well, yeah. I guess if you like, if you want to say during it, like, oh, I really like this performance from this person, but I chose this person, you can do that. I just don't want to list out five people and then be like, here's the one I chose. I don't want to talk about each performance. And honestly, those people who don't win don't deserve to be on my lips. <laughs> don't deserve your words. They, they don't deserve my words. No. They, uh, okay, cool. Uh, so we're going to sentences. You know. Oh, yeah. Totally. So. so... Alex can be firing more from the hip than truth most, but we're going to figure it out and we're going to bring you that homegrown range cage free open range podcasting that you love. And yeah, it's going to yeah. be great. I was uh, saying there's a benefit to kind of coming into this. You could say you could describe it as unprepared because now I'm unfiltered. I'm like going to be like Eddie Murphy and raw. I can only oh shoot. My God. From the you're you're going to be like Howard Stern on XM radio, baby. Exactly. This Wait. people will look back <laughs> this day as the birth of my XM radio career. So just be glad that you're here for it. That I really sense. love the uh, French movie raw. Is there an Eddie Murphy movie called raw as well? It was a, oh, a stand-up a, special. You oh. idiot. Yeah, you Jeff. uncultured swine. I am, you know, <laughs> idiot. I was watching French cinema instead of stand up special. Hey, shove the French cinema up your ass, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, uh, hey, Michael, do, do we have any? Uh, do we have any uh, emails or do we have any uh, news that we want to announce? Do we have anything? Uh, going yeah, on we, uh, before we, we dive in? some shout outs. Uh, you yeah. go first. Me? Yeah. I don't have any shout outs. Uh, I, I would shout out um, my cat. His name's yeah. Captain. He's doing great. Okay. Uh, he had a hard trip out to the West Coast in a car. He just was angry and he wouldn't eat or go to the bathroom. And so, you know, he's he's doing great. He's loving his life. He just sits by the window all day. Shout out to Captain. Okay. Hell yeah. Friend of I the show. Captain. Oh, dude, speaking of which, <laughs> speaking of your, your live cat, we should, can we, uh, first category, best Oscar goes to your dead dog, Oscar. I just oh, yeah. R.I.P. Honestly, Oh, he died when I don't know. We were probably like eighteen or something like that. Oh, what? Yeah. yeah, he's been he's oh, been dead for ten plus I, years. He's still dead. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I it was he was my parents' dog, and you know he died. Who There's a the funny story behind that that your parents had. Uh, Charlie. Charlie. Okay. Yeah, Oscar. He's too. still kicking. I call him, yeah, I call I was... him new Oscar. Hell yeah. Yeah, but he's living in the shadow of our favorite. Uh, shout out to we we will was fishing for emails. Yeah, we got an image of sexy Grinch from Joey Brunner. I don't know what we talked about in the Christmas episode that prompted that, but I'm sure it was related. As well as Holden Hints sending in the song off the Now That's What I Call Christmas Volume Three by Neo mm. called Home, which I listened to and was good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and a hey, shout out to Alex Klein. This podcast is mostly for her anyway. We figure she's probably the, the target audience of this one. Uh, her ass has been pregnant for a long time, and now she's finally created a beautiful child. And we just want to, and she named it after my favorite Goo Goo Dolls song, 
really means a lot. This one goes out to Alex and Iris and Corey and Calvin, I guess. While we're at it. Yeah. You know. Uh, didn't we also want to shout out Johnny Jump? We were supposed to be recording this oh, last yes. Thursday Dude. on his birthday, so it was going to be a birthday yeah. podcast. But... Oh, if I had the applause button, I'd be, I'd be smashing it right now. Be smashing uh, it. But long time super fan, if you still listen to this podcast, Johnny Jump, happy birthday. Heck yeah. All right. Uh, cool. So now we're going to start going through the Oscars, right? Yep. Get into it. All right, let's get into it, and I think we're going to popcorn. We have some fun made-up categories and some real categories. Where should we start, Will? Uh, let's go. Let's start light. Um, I'm trying to be kind to Alec here. Thanks. Uh, oh, should we just start with Best Picture? Because no, Alec no, 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 no. Start with Best Picture. No. If Alex knows let's go. Best Pictures. <laughs> Let's go. Let's start with animated feature. Ooh. Best animated I mean, feature. Okay, real uh, talk. I could do. Alex got to Google some stuff. <laughs> real, I could do a top five movies podcast if that's what we want to do. But no, we're fun. already in it. We're yeah. doing it. We said the thing. All right, animated feature. This one's great. I because I didn't write down five nominees because there's not five that I care enough that I would call out. If you uh, say the word five again, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah, well, for <laughs> I mean, some of these I have like seven. I wrote like, I got like, you know, I just have a ranking list of like 10 for some. I know. I, I get it. Yeah. Okay, okay. So my, my number one or my best animated feature uh, is the Mitchells versus the machines. And I knew uh, it was already. That's why I was so hyped when you picked this. Uh, I know, dude. That is one of the best movies of the year. It is. Done by Sony Animation. Same people yeah. do Into the Spider-Verse. Animation's on point. Hilarious movie. I laughed so hard at that movie. Um, good relationships, good family, uh, hilarious scenes. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It's not going to win. Fucking Encanto's going to win. Wait, really? You think? Yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I like Luca fucking... more than Encanto. Is Encanto the front runner? Yeah, probably. Ooh, I would be giving you so many claps for... Mitchell's it's not Encanto is not a bad movie if you like Encanto it's just like the Mitchell's versus the machines is not a Disney movie and it doesn't feel like a Disney movie where Encanto feels Mm. exactly like a Disney movie yeah yeah but it's freaking amazing great like slapstick jokes for it like I don't know the the sun is so funny the sun and the dog Mm -hmm. do it for me and it still made me cry did you watch that one Alec uh, no, but I'm seeing that it was written by a man named Jeff Rowe, which I'm learning is not the guy from Dirty Jobs. So yeah, that's Mike Rowe. If you are a Dirty Mike. Jobs fan, don't necessarily look into <laughs> Seek this, this one out. <laughs> don't sprint to your nearest Blockbuster if you're a Dirty Jobs fan. Your nearest Hollywood video. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mike, is that yours? Is that your... Uh, 100% best? that's mine. That's, yeah. that's in my top five movies for the year. That's amazing. Sorry, spoilers to step on Alex ah, territory. And well. the, only, the only other one I would have shouted out is Luca. That one I really loved too. And it was me and my mom made homemade pasta to it after watching it. Luca was... Yeah, Luca was really easy to watch. That was one oh, of the yeah. easiest watches of the year where it, like it, the tension wasn't that high um it was fun it was nice it was short i love a good like 90 minute movie it Um, was not as existential as some of the other recent disney movies yeah like soul made me want to die and then question everything yeah soul's rough did you see an animated movie this year i saw kind of (laughs) one 
I saw Encanto like over Megan's yeah. shoulder. So I, oh, I, you nice. know, I know a thing or two. I know that there's a big, strong sister, a really beautiful oh, sister, yeah. the mean old grandma, a gentleman <laughs> who's been ostracized from the family who no one wants to talk about. Uh, so <laughs> I think I think by default this one is my my pick. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean. I liked what I saw, what I did see. I was, uh, what does Encanto mean? It means like enchanted? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I believe so. It's it funny, I thought it meant singing, but that's just cantar. Oh, it means and... charm. I yeah, was I think, charmed. Okay, Encantar is to charm and cantar is to sing. Yeah, Mike, didn't you take like nine years of Spanish? Go... Yeah, what happened uh, that? Most of that was just laughing with Michael Baxter and trying to not get called on. There's nothing like <laughs> that's fair. There's nothing you're less prepared for in any school. Like to just have to talk in another language in front of people. What could be worse? Do they, does every high school do the thing where you can't call your Spanish teacher like Mrs. Wilkins? It's like it has to be Senora Wilkins, even though she's like a seven year old white woman. It's like, okay, Senora Wilkins. I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. You know, it's yeah. just role playing. I guess there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I, I don't care for it. <laughs> All right, cool. So the uh, the Oscar goes to Mitchell's versus the Machines in a unanimous decision. You should watch it, Alec. It's amazing. Okay, you dude, it's so fucking funny. I see. It's like, like Danny McBride, fun. who I freaking love. Dude, oh, he's so it's, good too. It's like it's real funny. It's not like okay. animated movie funny. Okay, yeah. Well, I see. It's got freaking Phil Lord and uh, Chris Miller producing, and they make a bunch yeah. of great stuff. So yeah, stack cast. Super wholesome. And it's great for people who like to watch and make movies because it's about a girl who likes mm-hmm. to watch and make movies. Nice. Heck yeah. All right. Hey, all right, Mike, yeah. do you got one? Should I pick a category? Yeah, dog. Pick a category. I was okay. Uh let's do one let's do an actor or actress. Alec <laughs> Do you have a do you have one you're passionate about? Let's so, see. I, I'll do, I can do I can do any of them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's do uh let's do best actor. Cool. In a leading role. All right. Mike start us off. I'm gonna just read this really quick and then say my best will and you'll indulge me this one because this one was the hardest one for me. Mm. Yeah? Yeah, go for it. Uh Bradley Cooper in Nightmare Alley. Ooh. That is not my pick. I'm sorry, this is my nominee. Herschela oh. Ali as Cameron Turner in Swan Song. Benedict Cumberbatch as Phil Burbank in Power of the Dog, Simon Rex as Mikey in Red Rocket, and my winner is Andrew Garfield as Jonathan Larson in Tick, Tick, tick Boom. Tick, boom. Um, yeah. Yes. He was great. He was real Dude, he was good. so good. Yeah, he was fantastic in that. Yeah. That's I'm sure. Also, this is like the most musicals I've watched in a year that were awesome. I feel like there were some really good mm. ones. Yeah, I didn't care all that much for Tick, Tick, Boom as a film, though. Like, I thought oh. Andrew Garfield was fantastic. But it, I don't know, the direction in that one felt kind of flat to me. Like there didn't feel, it didn't feel like there was a consistent style throughout it and stuff like that. There was that diner yeah. song that I was like, what, what are we doing here? Oh, when it fell down and yeah. I like that kind of ah, dude. went that supernatural song just felt like for a second. Spinning its wheels a little bit. But, okay. but Andrew okay. Garfield was sublime. He was so good in that. Yeah. And Vanessa Hudgens. So I, okay. More than the weird diner cuts. I liked the clever editing of the stage show and his real life. And I thought mm-hmm. that was really powerful because he'd carry over like just as much emotion as he had in the real life scene where he's crying to him on stage and like 
I feel like that would be very powerful to see if I was in the audience. For sure. For sure. Yeah. But dude, yeah. I also love the love you're showing to Bradley Cooper in Nightmare Alley because I feel like he is not getting enough love for that role. Like, I thought he was so damn good. Like, that final scene in that film is just oh. like, oh, like, oh, just yeah. absolute gut punch, you know? And it makes everything else before it so much better, like, yep. looking back. It was perfect. It was perfectly done. <sighs> That's, see, I feel the same way about Nightmare Alley as you do about Tick, Tick, Boom, Alec. Yeah. Like, I, I actually did not enjoy the movie very much at all. Like, yeah. it didn't really? make me feel good. Yeah, I just didn't really enjoy it. I don't know why. Did you think um, it was I mean, good? I could probably think about it. I, I can, it's one of those movies that I recognize is a good movie, mm. but I don't, I don't like, um, mm. however, Bradley Cooper was fucking incredible in that movie. Yeah. So I also thought that old guy, uh, I forget Tony Collins like, husband. Oh, no, 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 David no. Strathairn. I thought he was really good. Yeah, and great. Yeah. Uh, they were all, you know, yeah, hot in that movie. Guest. Yeah. Everybody but I agree even, with you guys. So Dick Jenkins. So know? I, I'm not even like red hot on those movies this is also the most movies i've ever done in a year you guys have uh shown me the light this is more this is how many did you do this year mike uh 83 oh my gosh (laughs) well no no but only it was only it was only 66 at the end of the year 67 i think so i've watched like 26 but i I don't have a job i did 60 yeah holy shit i I saw like 12 (laughs) 12 movies and they were all good but uh, 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 but so I have Tick Tick Boom and Nightmare Alley at twenty five and twenty six on the list. So they're up like mm-hmm. in the good. But there I are a lot Tick, of movies, Tick, a lot of movies I liked this year, and like yeah. just a few that I loved. Um, One thing I will say though, like it's funny, like twelve doesn't seem like, and it might be more like fifteen. But in twenty twenty in twenty twenty, I probably saw like two movies total. So what? this year has been like exponential growth, and it's honestly been so fun, like getting back mm-hmm. into it. Because like I don't know, I was kind of in a rut where like I didn't want to like sit down and like just like mm. watch something because I was like, oh, I don't want to be like you know captive or anything like that. But like <laughs> I just Thank forgot how fun it can be to watch a really great movie, dude. Hell yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, and I'm very similar. Well, one. Yeah, we had to have AJ on here last year, and uh, it was a blast. It was a joy. I actually listened back to that one. It was pretty funny uh, because you're like, I didn't watch many movies in 2020, and we missed you. Glad to have you back. But all these movies, I was so excited to go back this year. Like The first movie I saw back in theaters was Wrath of Man, and I thought it was the greatest movie I've ever seen just because uh, like, you guys oh. got me hooked on going to see movies in 2018 and 2019 and then oh. to have i was going like every week and then 2020 to just be cut off cold turkey i was chomping at the bit so i definitely mm. went after it this year and i think yeah. i'm gonna try one of the like amc stubs list or whatever those things are where you yeah. just pay 20 bucks and can see a billion movies each month i think yep. i'm gonna yep. try that this year um, love it dude so yeah. what's your what's your pick for best actor Oh, sorry, Andrew, did. Garfield Andrew Garfield is the winner. Oh, yeah. that's right, Drew. Yeah. Hey, Drew and Gar- while I'm still monopolizing this time, Stephen Graham in Boiling Point is Ooh. was my close, just there with Benedict Cumberbatch is my. I don't even six. fucking know what Boiling Point. So is. I don't know. If, so I just uh, somebody posted about it on Reddit, and it sounded awesome. It's an actual one-shot movie, like oh, not fake oh, cuts wow. like 1917, but it's written by the same guy who wrote Lock and Lock with. Lock is um, good. With what? Oh, how am I? Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Tom Hardy in a BMW for 90 minutes is one of my favorite movies ever. And so I yeah. wanted to check it out. And it's just a, a, it's like chef, but 
uncut gems <laughs> it's Ooh. a cooking movie it's all stress in a restaurant one take and it's That's all on the shoulders of steven graham and i had That's to cool. call him out i think that was definitely worth a watch yeah they're making a live uh live adaptation of, or film adaptation of matilda the musical and steven graham is going to be playing mr wormwood oh really yeah 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 okay fun fact Who, who's gonna be playing oh what's the closet's name the jokey yeah, who's gonna be playing the jokey? I think they're flying me in to be the jokey. Gotta I gain it's a like person. Pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doing Have that Jared that? Leto in uh that weird movie diet. Uh, Hasaguchi? No, when he was like gonna be that dude who killed John Lennon, Mark David Chapman or whatever. Oh he like was drinking uh, uh like ice cream and shit like that and gained a bunch of weight and then nobody saw the movie. <laughs> That's hilarious. gotcha, gotcha. Do you see those? There's like a the meme of Christian Bale to gain 120,000 pounds to play an Olafant in Amazon's Lord of the Rings series. <laughs> Love that. Okay. Well, who do you have for best actor? Yeah. Uh, who do I have? Okay. So, yeah, there. I'll, I'll just list off some people that I liked, like you did. I, we shouldn't do this every time, but because we've already been doing this for 25 minutes. Um, well, we've gone through really two categories. Okay. Um, so uh, I re- I loved Andrew Garfield and Tick Tick Boom. Yeah. Um, I really liked. Uh, f- now I'm gonna kill myself. Uh, <laughs> Don't do that on air. <laughs> <laughs> we can just uh, do Cooper Hoffman. I can't. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Cooper he Hoffman was great and Licorice Pizza. Uh, but sure. mine, which was weird, this falls in the category of a movie I didn't love, but the acting was great. Was Dev Patel in Green Knight. Ooh. Oh hell yeah! Wait, wait, hold on. Did you say the, the movie you didn't love? I didn't love the movie. I liked it. Okay. I didn't love it, but I just thought he was. I fucking love Dev Patel. He was so he good, was so super good. hot. Yeah. yeah, big Dev yeah, Patel. Yeah, he. Fan. Oh god, his his hair was. His great. hair is out of control, dude. His hair is amazing. And it's like the this, this weird story where he's the protagonist, but he's not a good guy, and he's a coward, and that's shown throughout. And like, yeah, and he's a coward it, acting it, like something more than that. Exactly. Yeah. So he's playing like both sides where he's trying to like hide his cowardice. And it's Mm. so he was so good in it. And I, yeah, once again, didn't love the movie. I think I saw it. There was one other person in the theater when I went and saw it. Mm. Um, So it was like a weird vibe. (laughs) I like that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I so, yeah, I have him at nine. My, did you sit right next to that person, or how did that? Uh, he sat. The guy sat on my lap, obviously. <laughs> yeah, he's but he sat facing the back of the the theater. Yeah, so yeah, he was yeah. Like, straddling. He, he he sat on me like AC Slater would sit on a chair and say by the bell. <laughs> <laughs> That's such you a just good line. <laughs> you just relayed into his ear what was happening in the film. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I would see a movie like that with you. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah, alec Dev, what's your Dev patel just came out his Dev. hair looks amazing <laughs> yeah. yeah okay he's okay. so good uh, he is super good okay so for me there were two uh standout performances that i saw um actually no i'll say three. First one being benedict cumberbatch in power of the dog mm-hmm. like i've never been that blown away with benedict cumberbatch's acting like obviously the dude is super talented but um, this was just a side of him that I hadn't seen. So that was oh, really yeah. cool. Enjoyed the yeah. shit out of that movie. Um, yeah. Then also, of course, Andrew Garfield, who is just on a different freaking level with his acting. Right? Like, I feel like, oh, one of my regrets 
from living in New York is not seeing him when he was in uh, Angels in America on Broadway. Like, I've, yeah, I was I really was hoping amazing. you were going to say Outfield, but okay. <laughs> he did a stage adaptation of Angels in the Outfield. Um, but my my choice for best actor would be Denzel in The Tragedy of Macbeth. Oh, okay. I thought he was so damn good in that. Like, yeah. Like at first I was kind of like, okay, like, I mean, it's Denzel. He's fantastic. Like I was digging it. But the thing that just like sold it for me was the monologue that he does when he's walking the like knife monologue, when he's like walking Mm -hmm. towards the King's bedroom, like down that long hallway. Like that was just a freaking masterclass and incredible acting. It was just like all like just so true, just like made the text so recognizable, which is hard to do with Shakespeare. And it was just like, oh, I couldn't take my eyes away. So I thought he freaking crushed it. It is so interesting. Cause like I, yeah, he was incredible in that, but also like I saw, uh, I think it's called the little things about on my list. Somewhere. Oh yeah. Did you not? Um, I, I didn't think it was terrible. I thought it was fine. It wasn't good though. And like, and he was fine in it, but like, I don't, it, it was a waste of a good cast. I thought, um, but you see that movie and you're like, Oh yeah, Denzel's a good actor. And then you see tragedy of Macbeth and you're like, he is like on another level. Like he is so good. Seriously. I also love a good monologue, like freaking Willem Dafoe in the lighthouse. Yeah. Oh, that's not, like, come on. Poseidon. Don't, don't bring that up here. Have Why'd PTSD? you have to go and spill your beans? <laughs> Dude. Another great scene in that film is freaking when he's talking to the two like murderers uh, in that like circular room, like damn, Dude, all the rooms brings it. Oh, best rooms. Oh, I guess there is. I should have thought of that. There's like a, I don't know what production design or art design. I don't know if we're talking yeah, about those. I think two, that'd be production design. That would be Macbeth, mm-hmm. maybe. I didn't even think about that oh, one. Yeah. I did yeah, think of Nightmare Alley, Alley, though, because Nightmare Alley looks awesome. Yeah, it has some fantastic prod design. That's for yeah. prod D. Yeah. Oh, I meant to ask at the start. Well, I feel like if we if we go through all these categories, I'll have some questions about what some mean, which I can just say pass. Um, but also, are you conforming to like the Oscar? season calendar like theoretically if this podcast still exists in a year and we do this again ever like because judas and the black messiah came out in 2021 and it would win a lot more for me but they already did that in the oscars so i didn't put those boys in. yeah it's weird because like cyrano is technically a 2021 movie but i haven't seen it yet because it hasn't really been released yet yeah yeah there's only like two movies that change for me but that is weird so i guess i'm conforming to the oscar season same yeah yeah. Okay. I just want to say Judas and the Black Messiah and Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield are like better than all those five names I just listed. Okay. Uh, Alec, do you want to pick the next one? Yeah, I'll take. I'll uh, pick the next one. Let's uh go to what we were just talking about. Let's go best production design. All right. Because uh, there were some great flicks this year for the listeners at home. The five films that were nominated for best production design were Dune, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, oh, See, I didn't. God, I didn't. So I didn't actually look options. at them. I wanted to go in cold, but that's good to know. So to many good options. Up. Like I think there are two that are kind of like, man, I wouldn't necessarily vote for those, but I think shooting from the hip, I would have to go Dune. Like the production design yeah. in that movie is just insane. Yeah. Like the number of like if it had just been Arrakis alone, like that would have been awesome <laughs> and beautiful, yeah. and crazy. But we see so many different planets, like the level of detail put into Kaladin, like the number level of detail put into like freaking Seleucia Secundus, like the Sardaukar planet with like the freaking blood ritual, like Dude, that Alex- is 
popping oh. off on his Dune Planet names Dude, over here. The, the freaking Harkonnen <laughs> home planet with like all the craziness there. That's really cool. Like the production design was like at I would say like Lord of the Rings levels, where it's like we just yeah. haven't seen some like out there shit like that in quite some time. Uh, yeah, I thought it pick it just captured strangeness and futuristicness perfectly. Yeah. When you when you say that that you yeah like the aesthetic is what we're talking about and the the sets and the and the I guess sometimes it's not an actual set but okay I Dune would be my winner too I agree with you I agree with everything yeah, you I, said I would I, yeah I agree with Dune I think Dune's the winner however I really liked and I it, it's this is biased because I just watched this literally last night was I, I just watched being with being the Ricardos mm. oh, okay and it was. It, way different scale right like we're talking about doom <laughs> like probably one of the most expensive movies of the year versus doom yeah. ricardo's but i just felt like it was very small it like you felt like you were in it it felt Ooh. very authentic uh-huh. um, I, I thought it was really well done where like nice. your uh, most movie is shot like you're in a studio for a lot of the movie um yeah i thought it was excellent it's cool ba- based on some of the stinkers i slogged through I this year and all these 83 movies I should have watched being the Ricardos, but I was just like, nah, they're not gonna get me with this shit. I'm not well, gonna, it got I'm well. That's like, the thing is, I was the same. I was like, there's so many other movies I want to watch. And then right. last night, I was like, do you know what? Like, I'm just gonna like Anne went to bed early, and I was like, I'm just gonna watch this. Yeah. Uh, okay. Know. It's it's you, not very long. Oh, you really? text me the next time Anne goes to bed early so that I can watch it. Well, she goes to bed early every night because she has to wake up at like 5 a.m. or 4.45 to get to work. Okay. So she okay. can put anesthesia in people. But that does sound like that the what movie. She does? It is. Yeah, it, it is. is. Right I, hope to get, I hope to get a hit when I come visit. <laughs> I'll give you some, buddy. Some uh, of that Bainbridge Island shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but that sounds like a movie that I feel like would win awards and Hollywood would like. It probably will. It's very much about Hollywood and uh, like Lucille Ball is one of like the most infamous people in Hollywood. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. I thought I was that liked, was really good. French, French Dispatch, Green Knight, Nightmare Alley. And mm-hmm. if Bo Burnham's inside counts, just the fact that he's, I could put him at this with editing with all these categories. Yeah. I know that doesn't count by Oscar standards, but I have that yeah. as my second favorite movie of the year. If this, if Dig that counts. Oh, yeah. It was very good. It was incredible. Yeah. But yeah, okay. Dune's the best, though. Is that the coolest yeah. thing this year? I think Dune's so. Cool. Dune was freaking badass. Dune was kind of cool. Coolest thing, um, Oscar. What are we doing next, Will? All right, we're going to do, we're going to skip down to our additional categories. And we're going to do this. Uh, let's do biggest surprise. Biggest surprise of 2021. What do you got? Um, I've got it in front of me. Do you know what? I'll say it. Yeah. Biggest surprise was this movie called Werewolves Within. Mm. Oh, dang. And so it was done Sounds by awesome. Josh Rubin. Like he directed it. Uh, Alec Josh Rubin was the guy yeah. who did. Yeah. So from college. No, no, Humor. finish that sentence wow. for Alec, not for me. Yeah. So college. Humor, okay. Yeah. So, so, so he's, he did all like the makeup and the, um, remember the he did oh yeah 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 that he did where oh. he was the uh he, he taught 15 year old girls how to ride motorcycles <laughs> got into an accident on the way there bark dog uh, bark dog <laughs> oh this so, is the guy yeah, he did eye first into an oak tree <laughs> exactly AJ likes so, this guy so he started directing um wow. so he directed this movie with like sam richardson uh miliana vantrub uh-huh. and 
it's it was really good so it's a horror movie but it's like a comedic horror movie and it was it was like very good and i i followed that guy for a long time yeah and it was like a really good story sam richardson is fucking hilarious i love sam Richardson. so good um and yeah, I thought it was my biggest surprise of the year. I was like, wow. I, w- I was going to watch it no matter what. Cause I was like, I, I like this guy. He's funny. I yeah. what he's going to do. And it was, it was incredible. Oh, that's so cool. I like hadn't kind of kept up with him. So that's wild. That's so cool to hear. I love that. Yeah. Oh, Sam Richardson was in the Tomorrow War. That was another middle of the road watchable oh my movie. God. This no, year. not that movie no. stink. That, was, <laughs> that, that, no, that movie is not watchable. It's watch. It's so watchable. I okay. watched it and I had a hard time doing it. All right, so uh, all right. well then let me roll it into my surprise because a movie that I thought was on that tier because I Tomorrow War I downloaded it on my laptop and it's like this is a movie I watched like on a plane or you know I'll pitch to my mom if she wants to. Uh, in the same judgment space, I put Stillwater with Matt Damon Ooh. with the most just you know generic poster of Matt Damon and sepia tone <laughs> and I'm like it's probably some movie where he's got a gun. And it was so much better than that. It was Matt Damon is in France and he's like the biggest, like, uh, I don't know, from somewhere, I forget where he lives, uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, Oklahoma construction worker, like, he's a rough neck or whatever. Rough, rough yeah, roughnecker, yeah. blue collar man learning to appreciate French culture and kind of getting sewn into this family that he he grows to love and then there's this line of uh you know an interesting mystery and some some drama with his daughter and yeah there's like there's politics around that story right i don't know enough so is that a real story i think it's based on a true story oh i had no idea Yeah. yeah and it's like it's contested that that movie is like not that i'm saying that you're wrong or like that it wasn't a good movie i did not watch it but i i feel i feel like i read an article talking about how like it's interesting that they made that movie because that like story is it happened a few years ago it's like us uh, so you're saying it's disqualified from best original screenplay is that would that <laughs> no i don't think that, that i don't, <laughs> I think, don't think that's think how so. it works but yeah okay right. but yeah stillwater was way better than i expected it to be and then i watched it again not on a plane and confirmed it nice heck yeah all right so does that is that my turn for biggest surprise yeah so mm-hmm. i was pretty <sighs> I didn't watch all that many films this year, like I said, so there weren't necessarily ones that I went in expecting it to be bad, and then it was like, oh, it like blew me out of the water or something like that, so I'll do kind of the reverse. My biggest surprise was that I was pretty disappointed in Don't Look Up. Like, mm. that had been one I was pretty stoked for, because I think, like, Big Short, I thought was amazing. Vice, I thought was okay, but I mean, it's Adam McKay, who's hilarious with a star studded cast. And I went, I had like heard kind of lukewarm things about it. Um, so I was like, okay, I went in with low expectations. And after the first hour, I was like in love with it. Like I thought the first hour was okay. just awesome. Like, I, like honestly the first 90 minutes I thought was fantastic. Like it was fun. It was funny. It was poignant. All of that good stuff. The performances were fantastic. But then I like remember pausing it to like get up and grab something. I was like, wait, what? There's still an, hour left because at the 90 minute mark i felt like all the major themes like i kind of been explored to the extent that i felt they like kind of needed to be explored like i felt like the points had been made and they've been made well and then i felt like at that point it like shifted to be about the characters and 
the reason mm-hmm. I watched this film specifically, mm-hmm. at least, was more so for the political commentary and the ideas rather than like, oh, well, now we're just like following Jennifer Lawrence and here's Timothy Chalamet and he's just like uh, a guy. Like, like I don't know. Is. I love Timothy Chalamet and I thought he did great, but like they could have cut his character. Great. I loved his prayer, that but they could have cut his character completely in the film. I don't think would have left any, lost anything. Like, yeah. okay, Leo's now cheating on his wife. I, uh, <laughs> I don't, there's a comet, there's an asteroid, like, I don't know. Uh, So, yeah, I would agree with that. I think that I I thought it was fine. I thought the movie was watchable, Yeah, but yeah, I had bigger expectations for that movie. I think there's hilarious scenes in that movie, like Jonah Hill's prayer about stuff (laughs) was so funny. Uh Like that's a Um, hilarious scene. Like even just Timothy Chalamet talking about fingerling potatoes. Hilarious. He earned Um, them. He uh, earned those uh, potatoes with that prayer. Yeah. And so like, Uh, I don't know. So there's a lot of funny scenes in the movie, but I don't think the movie as a whole was like really good. I think I read this the other day. It's the first like rotten movie on rotten potato, tomato, potatoes. We need to make a parody. I think it's the first movie, like rotten movie. So I think that's below 60%. Or something like it below sixty five to yeah. ever be nominated for best picture. Uh, it's nominated for best picture. Yeah, I think so. That uh-huh. is, a, I'm surprised. I know, me too. Go for it. I mean, I thought it was entertaining. I yeah, I, I thought Leo was really good. They had to make it three hours, Alex, so they could fit one joke about the guy selling snacks each hour. <laughs> I think that was their roadmap. I think the yep. whole film was pretty much that's what they came out with first. Then they built something around it. That was the scale. Yeah. I agree with you, Alec. I think that it was average at best. Yeah. A little underwhelming, unfortunately. But what are you going to do? Mike, your category. Popcorn it. The board is yours. Mm, Popcorn it. Popcorn it. We're going to go into best cinematography. Sick. I think Dune is amazing still. Yeah. I think Green Knight and Power of the Dog and Drive My Car, all amazing. But I was blown away at how much I loved West Side Story yeah. this year, which I saw in the theater with my mom, and I was like, this is a movie. This is what movies look like. I'm in a movie. It's amazing. Like, from the, the opening, I feel like it's everything is so intentional and yeah. wide, and you can – can see everything happening it's all just in sync so perfectly and elegantly and like it's just so cool like who who knew these dudes can look bad and like intimidating just walking down the street to start doing ballet like that's so fucking badass they're just yeah. dancing around and i'm into it hell yeah 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 i think for me uh yeah west side story is definitely up there it looks incredible just a beautiful film but i think my number one for best cinematography is power of the dog um, the cinematography in that film is just insane. Like just that one of the, the early shot of all those cowboys walking into town, like mm-hmm. is just incredible. Like mm-hmm. I feel like the shot. cinematography in that film is almost like another character in and of itself, which is kind of a douchey thing to say. One of my favorite things I heard about uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, because you know how in well, the joke was, CGI New York is like its own character in this story. Because <laughs> there's so many movies where they say New York is like its own character in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. CGI New York. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But I thought the cinematography in that film was just 
beautiful and I love the West. So I feel like I'm just a little bit um, maybe biased, but yeah, yeah I could have used like an easy mode where they highlight the dog in the hills. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That'd be sick. Like it blinks blue. Or, yeah. That was a cool scene. Um, I agree. Power of the dog was great. My cinematography, my, which isn't nominated, which is a shame was pig. Ooh. Oh dude. Pig's good. Dude, I, he, pig, I have him at pig Nick Cage at seven slaps. Yeah. Uh, I, I wanted pig, to give him best pig actor. Was incredible. It was a 90 minute movie. So good. Very beautifully shot. Mm. Very cheaply shot. You could tell, but like it was, it was just so good. It like, it flowed so well. Mm. Um, I don't think that movie got enough credit yeah. for what it was. Or I'm what guessing that means it didn't get any nominations. Um, I don't think it did, which is crazy. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was hoping like, for Nick Cage. One. It only made 3.8 million in the box office. Mm. Oh, geez. And like, yeah. it, it was, I thought it was so good. It was, be- I, it was a beautiful movie. There was, there I watched was a few scenes Portland. that I didn't love, but like, that's probably on my list of top 10 movies of this year. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's a shame. I feel like some films just like, for whatever reason, if they weren't made by the right studio or don't have the right actors, they mm. just don't get looked at by the Academy. I don't know why that which, is. Which is kind of crazy because it was it was Nick Cage, which he's hot or cold, obviously. Right. Um, and then Alex Wolf was super was awesome too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was. it's on Hulu now if anyone wants to go watch he it. He probably never won an Oscar for Hereditary, right? He should have. No. No, okay. he did not, but he so was darn I'm, good in that. I believe that it made no money in the box office, but I guess I'm more surprised that it wouldn't get a nod from... I guess no, I believe that this doesn't get any Oscars. Who am I kidding? Nick Cage is sick, though. That's a yeah, good movie. Yeah, I love that guy. That kicks ass. He, he's, he's in a movie coming up where he plays himself, and I'm actually... I yeah. saw that. Yeah. that. What is it? The limitless power of being the best. The overwhelming something. something of greatness. <laughs> They should have called it Limitless 2. <laughs> <laughs> Limitless 2, The Streets. Because sequels are hot right now. Oh, yeah. Limitless 3, Tokyo Drift. <laughs> That's a good pick. All right, Alec. Where are we yours? going next? Okay, the board is mine. Uh, let's bounce on over to the writing category. And Ooh. let's go to best original screenplay. All right, teach me what this means. Teach me okay. what original and adapted. It means, there are, it means that there are no references to it. So like it wasn't adapted from a book. It wasn't adapted from a short story, a novella. It wasn't okay. adapted from a play. Okay, but does this mean I'm supposed to actually read the screenplay? Because I... No. <laughs> like, or, like, no. Do people, like, is that what the Academy does? Or are they just saying, okay, the, then is this just the best movie you saw that wasn't based on anything? Or is this like, I'm detaching from the acting and just going with the story? Like, like literally, what does it mean to you? Like, that's that's kind of the segregation I was thinking. Yeah, to, to me, it just means like the best overall script. Because like... Script, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But without like, looking at the script? No, like I mean, one, like, you, you, can, hear you can, the script yeah, you and you hear see the script. script. Okay, that's what I'm wondering. I don't know, like, if it's like... The, the Academy is looking at the text and no, just, like not. I looked at Little Women's screenplay a lot and I was impressed by it and I was like, oh shit, this should win things. Like the, the parentheses here. It are did. It won. That's original screenplay. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like, yeah. So I was wondering if that's what drove it or if these people just see these movies and say, I was wondering if we're judging the story or if it's like people actually looking at a document. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. And to be clear, I have not read any of these actual scripts, but um, <laughs> but I'm going off the, you know, the script that I heard 
up on the on the screen. So my winner for best. All right. So for the listeners at home, the five nominees for uh, best original screenplay were Belfast, Don't Look Up, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, and The Worst Person in the World, which I believe is a Danish film. Uh, it's Norwegian. I Norwegian. saw it, but I have that in 2022 movies. Ah, I guess okay. it's eligible for 2021. Word. I did not see that one. Uh, but my my winner, my selected winner, would be Licorice Pizza. Paul Thomas Anderson. Okay. Um, yeah, I felt like like there was a lot I loved about that film, but I felt like the star of that movie was the writing. Like, like I feel like to like Cooper Hoffman and Alana. Haim were both Haim. fantastic in it. Um, but I mean, they're both also very inexperienced and that's not to say that they weren't great, but I think they were elevated. I think with a lesser script, we would have seen, we wouldn't have seen such green actors do such an amazing. Oh job. yeah. I buy that. Yeah. So like yeah. the script is just so good. Like that first conversation that they have is just whip mm-hmm. smart, like so in- interesting without, leaning too far into like cutesy or anything like that it was just really authentic and believable and yeah i just i really enjoyed it yeah so that's mine as well i think licorice pizza was incredible yeah the movie made me feel really good Mm. the acting was great the story was great yeah um I yeah, there's just scenes like the scene where Cooper Hoffman's character calls Alana Haynes' character and like pretends to oh, be like, her boyfriend. Yeah, and they're just like they're just like sitting there in silence on the phone. Like that was right. so well done. Yeah, um, like the direction in that. Yeah, there there's just so many good scenes. And honestly, Bradley Cooper again was really fucking so, so good. Ten minutes he was in it. So this is good the year for him, man. He was so good. <laughs> oh, that was. That just set the whole like mood of that. Well, he's not in it until like an hour and twenty minutes into the movie. Yeah, yeah. and then he takes fifteen minutes. I've heard the the term thermostat performance, where you know you're in a scene and you've just take complete control and you're setting the temperature to whatever you want. Bradley Cooper just like comes out of nowhere and takes control of that for a little bit. Yeah, when he says he's gonna kill his family. (laughs) I'm gonna kill your family. (laughs) You fuck up my house. Uh, How big's your penis hole? Uh, <laughs> normal, normal, yeah, normal size. Can you imagine if I shoved that excuse at your penis hole? Yeah, he's so good at that. So good. I, I feel like that movie was probably like three hours long, but I never felt it. Right? That's probably Same. Really long. Yeah, yeah, that's a great way of describing it. Yeah, that that was one I didn't want to end. I could have watched it for another hour, which I think <laughs> just just speaks to the strength of the script. And also this kind of veers into directing a bit, but like, I feel like it's so hard to write an incredible script. That's just kind of about the random shit that you get into in life, you know, like selling water beds, you know, like running out of gas on a hill in a truck, like that, you know, there wasn't, the world wasn't at stake. There wasn't a tsunami (laughs) heading towards Los Angeles. It was just, there was, they just didn't talk about it. <laughs> but uh but yeah but like it was just these little things that like were told in such a true and honest way that they were interesting uh um, yeah mm-hmm. yeah which i think speaks like, to the strength of the script just like early precedent to you don't know what's coming next like that whole thing with the motorcycle jump and then Bradley yeah. Cooper, it's just insane oh yeah uh, also the whole the whole theme of like them running towards each other mm-hmm. like I, as it was as it was happening, I was like, "This is silly." 
But yeah, then, I kind like, of thought you, that too. Yeah. But then you think about all the times in the movie where it happens, like after he gets arrested, when she's on that motorcycle and falls off. And yeah. then it's like she runs to him, he runs to her, they run to each other. Yeah. And it was kind of like it was it was mm-hmm. subtle, slash it was yeah. kind of over the head. If you're looking for I don't know. I I ended up loving like that like yeah. metaphor. Yeah, I like that too. The yeah, one thing running. I didn't like in the script, I didn't like the whole false arrest like a little subplot because it just felt mm. a little bit like like oh it was just you know a, a whoops or something like that it didn't feel well, like it yeah. had much narrative weight but. it felt like they put that in because they needed like i said they needed her to like be worried about him right yeah, right. yeah. and they thought they like they needed that story beat and so they figured out how to move it there I originally thought it was going to be because his friend was like selling weed to people. And I was kind yeah. of hoping, not hoping, but like. It would, would make more sense. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But yeah. I know you're really into the war on drugs. I, know, I love the war on drugs. It's <laughs> Great like my, band. It's my favorite war. Actually, yeah. Fantastic band. <laughs> yeah. I love a hustler. And Cooper Hoffman was a, was a hustler. I know, dude. Selling waterbeds. That was so funny. Yep. And All right, Mike, what's yours? So I wrote down. Uh, nine days, Stillwater, Red Rocket, French Dispatch, and I guess my winner would be Titan. Did you guys see? Oh no, I didn't see Titan. I don't like body <laughs> horror. Fuck that. Oh, how do you Fuck see that it? movie? Oh uh, wait, it's all on Alec. Don't Google Titan it. with an E. Don't, oh, yeah, it's French. Don't, I see. I see. Fuck don't that movie. don't Google it. Can we, movie. can we play the game where I tell you what that movie's about? I am, sure. So all I know about it is that it's like a gal, and she like is in love with a car or something. Okay. Uh, well, you get it then. I guess most of the shock factors. I did that with uh, AJ after we saw Licorice Pizza, actually, and yeah. AJ and Mike couldn't believe that that was a real movie. Um, but I did not. Yeah, see that yeah, one. and uh, you know, I'll put a I'll put a time code. Spoilers: nobody's probably going to see this movie after I describe it. But if you want to know this movie, so there's a girl who, uh, well, it opens with a car show, and she's a dancer, and some stalker follows after her car, so she kills him, and then she has sex with a car, then she kills a bunch of other people, then she gets Girl. pregnant, then she tries to. <laughs> tries to abort the, the car baby that's inside her then she's running from the cops and breaks her nose and shaves her head and tries to pose as the long lost son of a fireman and then uh the fireman trains her to be a firefighter and then she murders somebody else and has sex with a fire truck and uh then gives birth to a car baby that the fireman adopts Oh, and that's the abridged what plot is, of Teton. What does the car baby look like? <laughs> that's is the number one horrifying? Uh, so it's, I thought it'd be more car. That's honestly my chief criticism. It wasn't <laughs> enough car for me. <laughs> Was it just kind of like a transformer or something like that? <laughs> no, it's like a child with uh, metal dots up its spine and then a oh. metal head. Okay. And so, yeah, not enough car for me. Sure. Should uh, I Google image it or will I? Sure. It? No, you won't. So that's just the most like insane I felt during a movie. That was kind of a belittling plot summary. But I saw my friend Jordan in the theater. We were just like, you know, turning to each other. We had no idea what it was about. I just love Raw, who's by the same director that Don't like I Raw, should, which is why uh, I didn't go see this. Which is, and I didn't even know it was her, Julia uh, Duke. 
Core now. Um, it's probably not how you say it. But I just know that this is what won at the Raising Cane's Film Festival this year. So me and my, me and Will said we went to see it because it won that festival. And yeah, we were shocked. It was the most like effed up, uncomfortable movie experience of my life. But like genuine, good tension and emotional buy-in and like compelling characters and performances so much so that like all that insane stuff that i just described to you happens like the, mm-hmm. the girl is pregnant with a car baby and i forget about it so that every 15 minutes when i'm caught up in the tension of like like her staying concealed and what's happening then i realize oh yeah this, she this is the girl who's pregnant with the car <laughs> like that's <laughs> part of this movie and like that keeps being brought in i have to be the fact that it can distract me from that and then pull it back to make it like a vital plot point later was just insane i felt like i was uh my brain was poison and and i was on drugs watching it but it was great word yeah shit all that right was your best og screenplay yeah i i cool. yeah, and I, that was when i wrote it but i was like it can't be anything based on anything that's the movie i have rated highest that's not based on like an existing property yeah i think Existing so, IP. So, so Spider Man isn't original, right? No. Right. Okay. Cool. There's no source material. Yeah, that's what original is. And yeah, um, and for all I know, there could be source material, but yeah. What's okay. next? Okay. Let's let's get back to actors and actresses. Um, let's do best supporting actor. Ooh, Ooh. That's a good category. We haven't done any. So actresses. I cheated and put a someone who is nominated for the leading actor. Ooh. Well, it's whatever um, you believe, man. The Academy yeah, is, is what always I wrong. If I've learned anything. I thought, and this once again, this is fresh. I thought Javier Bardem as uh Desi Ricardo. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, that's not his Desi Arnez. Desi Arnez. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. But he's so, being the yeah, Ricardo. Ha- yeah, it's very confusing. There's three <laughs> levels to this. But they put I thought that movie. he was incredible. Mm-hmm. I think Javier Bardem is a gem. He is he's one of the, I think he is someone who does not get nearly enough credit for being an incredible actor. I didn't realize that was him uh, in Dune. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. He looked different. And so, yeah, so I, I thought he was incredible. I think he's nominated right now for like lead actor. And yeah, you could make the argument that he, he was obviously a lead in that movie, but... I think that Nicole Kidman was clearly like the lead of the movie and then everyone else was a supporting character in it. Um, Mm. But yeah, he was great. His performance was incredible. Very Cuban. Um, It was awesome. Yeah. He, he, he sung, he danced, he yelled at people. I just wanted to give me a hug. Mm. Yeah. The very Cuban Oscar goes to Corey (laughs) Campos, listener at home. Shout out Corey. And the show. <laughs> so so uh should I, I should watch the movie worth a watch yeah. okay i am in love with nicole kidman because she's in all the amc pre-roll ads and it's become a meme and i've there's a bunch of people on reddit who replace the movie she's watching with like i don't know gruesome murders or sex scenes <laughs> and it's funny but have you guys been to an amc theater this year have you seen that like the post-pandemic nicole kidman ad i've heard about it. i don't know what it is I, uh all the ones near me have been regal cinemas. Oh, gotcha. And Maria Menounos is still doing those. Gotcha. Good, good for her. <laughs> well, uh, you I'm should, blessed. you should look up the Nicole Kidman spot that AMC has right. And it's funny. Hell yeah. All right. I can, I can take uh, the next at bat. Uh, I think for me coming in 
uh, to grab the gold for best supporting after would have to be Cody Smith McPhee for Power of the Dog. Oh, yeah. Um, I'd love both him. If it, if it wouldn't be him, I'd give it to Jesse Plemons because I think they're both fantastic they're in that film. So like it, it, both of their performances are an example of like, you know, acting that's not necessarily like big or whoa there wasn't there's not a scene where they're like crying in the rain and they smash a keyboard over their head or something like that but they're perfect <laughs> you're right yeah they just like perfectly embody their characters and like also has that just, happened to you with the keyboard <laughs> you're like we need to make that uh, it's coming to a short film this the, the small screen near you please but uh but yeah no like their their performances were just so like uh the word that comes to mind is delicate like um just expertly done um not overdone very understated they draw you in and just mm-hmm. convince you that they are the people uh and i thought his role was required a bit more elegance if you will because i feel like that specific role would be very easy to kind of tip one's hand about like who the yeah. character is and what his intentions are uh and he manages through his performance to keep that line blurry throughout the film which i think is mm-hmm. really impressive He's not drawing just us in. He's also got to draw in Camberbanch over oh, yeah. there. I think he does that well. Heck yeah. Gotta, he's got to yeah, he get a fly in his web. Yeah. I was uh, I was talking to your wife about Power of the Dog at the Super Bowl party. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. We, we both like Alec it. was just referring to the conversation, not the movie. <laughs> um, she she couldn't stop talking about that fucking conversation. So good, man. <laughs> it, was it was such a good conversation. Uh, yeah, but I really I didn't realize I was I left unsure if everything was intentional. And I know. Then everybody I mentioned that to was like, "No, go listen to the monologue at the start." And I was like, "What are you yep. talking about, his mom?" And like he does say it very clearly. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, this is I was the door. same. I left being like, "Oh well, I think they were in love or whatever." And then Megan was like, "No, they weren't." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And, yeah, yeah, but but yeah. It was good. So good. Yeah. I liked when they're on the hill. I guess that's without Cody Smith McVee. That's with uh, Clemens. Uh, Clemens. Clemens. And Kirsten Dunst on that hill. Oh, They're saying it's scene. nice not to be alone or whatever. That was cute. <sighs> such a good scene. Yeah. My goodness. Incredible. Mike, who you got in the BSP? Uh, the BSA? I got... I got Okay, I'll say the winner last. Mike Fast as Riff in West Side Story. Jason Isaac <sighs> in Mass. Andrew Garfield. Oh, uh, spoilers in <laughs> Spider-Man. Uh, Bradley <laughs> Cooper in Licorice Pizza. And winner is Vincent Linden in Titan, which we Ooh, already talked about. I don't want to fucking talk about Titan anymore. <laughs> he's so good. He's so good. The, the, the fire chief is amazing. And he's just like, he, he's acting that insane movie out like, it's uh shakespeare and it's it's amazing mm. yeah but garfield was so good can we talk about that off the top code with spider-man spoilers when when they're all at the statue of liberty like first of all seeing them on screen together was what was so amazing about that movie like more than yeah. any of the fighting or action just them hanging out way bigger part of that movie than i expected but when they're like have, have their huddle about how their strategy's not working and he's like they're called they say okay you're peter one you're peter two and like then before tom holland can say peter three like andrew garfield goes like peter three and like plays <laughs> himself so enthusiastically like i guess and it, that's yeah he's so good in that yeah dude so. the scene where the three of them are on like the roof together and uh 
he starts talking about freaking Gwen Stacy. Oh my god! That like in that moment, that was the moment where it crystallized for me, where I was like, "How did I not fucking see this guy in Angels in America?" You know? <laughs> yeah. Because that was just so opium. well done. Like the, I think that scene there is probably the best acting I've ever seen in a Spider-Man movie. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, besides the, you'll get your rent when you <laughs> fix this damn door. <laughs> That's true. That's uh, it's silver metal to that scene. Okay. That's, all right not to plant too big of a foothold here we can we can be briefer when we talk about spider-man later but since we've opened that can of worms that was the most insane movie going experience i had this year Mm -hmm. and but then i went home and made my mom marathon the movies including the you know spider-man 3 where we uh will get our rent when we fix this damn door but so we watched those all and i didn't really give her context as to why and so I feel like this is what parents get to feel when their kids open presents on Christmas morning. I've never <laughs> mm. heard my mom make so much noise in a theater. When Andrew Garfield comes out of the portal after she just watched all these Spider-Man movies and like fell in love with these people. And like, and she just like, like gives this like yelp of joy and like looks at me and like, I could, I was losing it. And then like, oh. of course she's crying at all the emotional beats we both are and stuff too. But like, we're both just like losing our minds at the, them coming out and of uh, the, the portals and then with yeah it was amazing oh good yeah i hadn't watched any of the tom holland spider-man movies but once i kind of knew what they were doing with this one i had to go see it i didn't expect to be so god it's funny to say but like i was emotional as shit seeing toby oh, Maguire. Yeah. you know like, hell yeah. yeah it's so nostalgic that it's, rooftop scene you described like yeah that yeah. hit 10 times harder than the aunt may thing which like you mean her dying? Yeah, it did. Like I'm saying, like personally, yeah, that thing. Like, oh, yeah. The thing, oh, you're just saying because I called it the thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was clearly trying to not spoil it since we haven't spoiled anything major. What for that, you, movie yet. that movie's been out for like six months. I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, you're. Someone fine. right now is like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Alex Klein is so pissed right now. <laughs> oh, dude. I I will say I I love the movie as well. I, you know, I was emotional. I thought it was great. It was like child. It was like watching a childhood. However, yeah. I'm really scared what it's going to do to movies, and that's actually a very real concern. Is that any anything that's ever gotten a reboot, they're going to fucking bring back everyone now? Yeah, because that is the highest grossing movie of all time, basically. Yeah, and they're like, oh, this is the formula. So now we're going to get all these stupid ass cameos <laughs> from people that I don't care about. That's true. I, yeah. Like, Did you see the done. Matrix, the new one? The Matrix fucking sucked. Wait, well, I, I saw think it it's theaters. I saw it too. I think it's saying everything you just said. I feel exactly. like they're trying. It was awful. No, uh, I think the I think the director is trying to commentate exactly what you just said about legacy sequels and reboots. Uh, kind of, but then they did the same thing. Yeah, well, but I think you know fucking Wachowski. Could, I don't fucking could, care. That movie. You sucked. could say it's intentional. Uh, um, no, it was. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. They were like. They were like, oh, it's so – they were trying to be ironic about it, but it, they weren't. They were like, let's get as much money as fucking possible and bring back all the characters into this whole thing and try to make money again. Well, I think that's what Warner Brothers is saying, and I think the movie does that because they – I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they try to, but they don't. It's well, so dumb. That movie sucked. We we recorded a podcast, me and my friend Jordan, after seeing it, uh, a sort of movie wars on that, us arguing about it for uh, an hour or two. So we won't rehash that here, but I have I have more thoughts on that movie. Uh, but I agree with you, and it'll probably will be done again. But I, like I said, Avengers was like one of the most powerful 
movie experiences I've ever had. And it probably will remain that way because now it probably will happen again. But even if they did nail a 10-year arc that cohesively ends in such spectacular fashion, it would be the second time it happened. So it wouldn't hit me as hard. So if they do do this again, like bringing characters from 20 years ago of something I love, it you know it would be the second time. So it won't land as much. But I've never been that. My my jaw was on the floor every five minutes. I've ne- I expected something on the scale of Far From Home for no way home and it was amazing yeah it was good it was it was tight all right is it let's keep moving who's pick yeah it's me i think uh let's just do best supporting female actor all right right, so mine unnominated which is a fucking shame was catriana balf i think that's how you say from belfast okay She was incredible in Belfast. She was so good. That movie was incredible. And it's it's getting accolades and whatnot. People think it's good. Um, But she was incredible. The fact that Judi Dench got an Oscar nom over her, fuck Judi Dench. It's bad. Wait, what what was Judi Dench in? She was in in Belfast. Oh, okay. I didn't see Belfast because I was like, I really like all my picks. And I know Belfast is going to have a bunch of good actors. I'm going to change them. So I just like. Belfast was so good. Jamie Dornan was yeah. awesome. You texted me about that great. like months ago. I was like, this movie's going to be good and get Oscar stuff. So got Oscar stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, so okay. I'm like, I think best picture, best director, supporting actress. So, yeah. I feel like I hit my Judy quote Edge on was Black fine White. In it, But she was barely in it. I know. I don't right? know. It made me really, it made me really angry. It was like. I know I could. You get angry about every single fucking category, but she was so good in it. I, she <laughs> no, plays I, the Mike. Yeah, she plays the mom of this kid. They're growing up in Belfast, not in Northern Ireland, in the late '60s, and she's just like this character who's like super strong and committed to her family, but has big dreams, but wants to stay and push. The, it, she was great. Yeah, so good. I totally agree. Like, I feel like Judy Dench could film herself taking a shit in the Academy. <laughs> best actress you know what i mean (laughs) like it's insane like she's great don't get me wrong but like i don't know like she didn't do anything we hadn't seen before like like she's in it for like 10 minutes like yeah she's got that final monologue which is really good but i don't know the writing there was really good it's not hard to deliver those beautiful words that you know what i mean like and yeah she like catriona balf i think that's how you pronounce it like yeah. she, I felt like was the emotional core of that film and just mm-hmm. like carried it and was so much better than, than Dame Judy Dench. No disrespect to her, of course, but, but yeah, it's, it's a shame she didn't get nominated. Yeah. I hope Judy Dench starts a TikTok at DJD and wins an Oscar for some the content second, within but... that TikTok. Yeah. Like a bunch of TikTok dances. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she would. Uh, I want her to start a Twitch channel and start streaming like COD or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be tight. Uh, I can go next. Uh, let's see here. So best supporting actress. I kind of went back and forth, but I think at the end of the day, I'm going to lean Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. Oh, uh, hell yeah. She was just good as hell. There were like, Dude. she had to have a lot of range in that role. Like there were multiple things like, a lot of things she kind of had to carry, like in the front half of the film, she had to be this sort of just carefree, like older sister figure for Maria. And uh, she just crushed that just like with this utter confidence and coolness. And then in the back half of the film, just like, uh, 
just seeing her heart get absolutely ripped out. Was oh, just, yeah. Oh, she did such a good job of that. I'm trying to think of what my favorite scene. My favorite scene of hers is when she comes home from the morgue and Tony's in the bedroom with Anita and she's trying to get Anita's attention while Which also messed like, up. yeah, super fucked. But she's trying to get uh, Maria's attention while like also trying to keep herself from like unraveling, like trying to put on a brave face, but so clearly can't. Like it was just that's so much more interesting to me than someone like, you know, crying in the rain and smashing a keyboard over their head. So uh, she <laughs> yeah. did such a good that job. that classic troop. <laughs> yeah. Classic a hundred job. times. Yeah. <laughs> she uh, was she was uh transcendent. If you will, yep. That's a great pick. So she was on my, I you know, list of fighters. Ariana DeBose and West Side Story. Well, okay. First of all, you just described like all good acting, and I feel like she was brought in because she is amazing at dancing and like just True. an amazing physical actor. Like yeah. the whole, I guess when they all, well, even when they just scream Mambo in the <sighs> in the gym, that's just magic. That whole scene. But yes. then I'm thinking of. Her out in the street, I feel like she takes center stage in the America song, and like oh, that. Yeah. yeah, she's so good. She, Very yeah. slim. Um, she's yeah, gosh, here. oh, the dance of the gym. Like, if we can talk a West Side Story for a second, that's oh, even so yeah. fucking magical, dude. Yeah. Like as the like prelude music was playing as they were like walking through the hallway, I was just like, oh, it's happening, you know, because like that scene in the original in the 1961 film is my favorite as well, and seeing it again was just so cool. Yeah. She's really good. Um, I also have Vinette Robinson in Boiling Point, Gabby Hoffman in Come On, Come On. Also, I read the entire Come On, Come On screenplay just because I was like, do they publish these when I had that question? And they do. Uh, Anna de Armas in No Time to Die. And my winner is Rebecca Ferguson as Lady Jessica Atreides in Dune. I thought she crushed it, right? Yeah, yeah, she did, man. Dude, she was so good. And like, I feel like on the second watch too, and like just the the subtlety of, I guess it's not that subtle, but her seeing the Bene Gesserit woman show up with the emperor and like her like realizing what that means. And as a viewer, I you know, me not knowing what it means, but uh, like something's up and she's telling me all in her, in her face. And then also she's just a badass. Like, I feel like I'll, I'll gravitate toward getting acting awards toward characters I like, which isn't how it should work, but. I thought that was a really good performance. Yeah, it's funny. I feel like that film, the star of that film was kind of all the technical elements, but and most of the acting performances were, you know, fine. They were good. Mm. She was the only one that stood out to me as like, that was like, you know, like scene stealing performance. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and she- I would also say like in that, like best supporting actor in Dune could also probably be the city of New York. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Character in and of itself. <laughs> I would yeah. agree with that. Also, the cinematography of Power of the Dog in Dune, I thought kind of was its own character. It was great. Also. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Dune tight. was so good. Both of those movies had the best like vibe, right? When oh, I went yeah. and saw Did I tell you my Dune story when I went and saw it? Yeah, you did, but tell it again. Yeah, I, I was super hyped to go see it in IMAX. So I went with my buddy, and we, uh, yeah, we sit through Dune with 20 minutes left in Dune. It, the, the, theater dies like there's no. a electrical surge and all the screens went out oh. and we sat there for 45 minutes on like a wednesday night at like midnight <laughs> we're like sucks we're all debating like do we go home or not because yeah. it was on hbo so i was yeah. like 
So I ended up going home and watching it like 1 a.m. and woke up for like a 7 a.m. meeting. That sucks, man. Ugh, not what you want. Yeah, we had that happen to us with West Side Story, but fortunately it was only like 10 minutes that it was like out for. So I got a free movie ticket out of it. All right. Not so bad. It's a free one. What what I see? Yeah. I don't know what I saw with the free one. Um, Oh, do you know what I did see with the free one? I saw Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. I still didn't see that. Was it good? Honestly, I almost put that as my surprise. It was very fun. Yeah. It was a very fun movie. I really liked it. Yeah. Honestly, though, I get what you're saying about The Matrix. If we did surprise negative, that would be surprise negative because it wasn't the Matrix movie I wanted. I was just trying to defend it to you because I think there's I think there's something there. So uh, and I just like to argue with you. OK, yeah, that's fair. Um, All right, let's cool. skip the let's skip the lame ones and let's, let's uh, do the rest of the actors. The, let's f- figure out the rest of the big ones and we can do some of our additional categories. Yeah. All right. Uh, so best actress is that what that brings us to? I think so. Or is that so, a lame one to you? Do you think? Do you think best female actor is lame? Uh, what's it called? Best, is it still called? Is it best actress in a leading role? How do they say these? I think, I they think s- they're saying best yeah. actress in a leading role, but I okay. think some people say best female actor. I don't know. Okay, uh, I've got. I only wrote down four. Taylor Page as Zola in Zola. Oh. Uh, Agatha Roussel in Titan. Uh, Jodie Comer in The Last Duel. Yeah. And my winner is Kristen Stewart in Spencer. Nice. She was very, she was very good. Dude. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, I really liked Spencer. I went to his uh, 10 15 showing on a Wednesday. I was the only one in the theater. I brought a box of Chips Ahoy and just made a night of it. It was awesome. Nice. She is so good. Heck yeah. Dude, yeah, it's it cool good. to it see. Was... Go for it. Go ahead. I I didn't actually see it, so I was. Oh just no, gonna... no! It was. It was. No, you go. Your thoughts. I love you. I love your brain. Tell me yeah, what's I love on your brain. brain. I, I was just gonna say. So I didn't see Spencer, but I was just gonna say it's cool that Kristen Stewart like is getting after it. You know what I mean? Hell like, yeah! I feel dude, like she is. A lot of people have dunked on her over the years. I dunked on her at times, mainly for Adventureland, because I don't know. It's that's a whole thing that I can. You talk hate. With the, you AJ hate that Mike type about. of girl. And well, maybe that's like your least bit. favorite type of human being. So it? what if it is? <laughs> I'm a Lisa uh, P man. Is that yeah, so he, wrong? He likes fairy girls. Uh, yeah, I'm into fairy oh, girls. Oh, that's F E. That's F E R R Y for the listeners. Don't get it twisted, yeah. listeners. <laughs> I, I like them Bainbridge girls. Uh, but no, but uh, but yeah, I'm glad to see that she's uh getting after it. Yeah, she's really has like I really love Kristen Stewart, so that was a lot of the drive. I went to that movie and quickly realized that oh, this isn't for me. I learned everything I know about like British royalty from that movie, which I think people who'd be interested in it already knew some going in. I just knew what I learned from the Beanie Baby, the Princess Diana one, and uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was great. And I love movie moms, and I love the way she talks to her kids. And when like they ask if she wants to be a queen and she says, I'll be your mo- mother. That's my job. And they wanted her to be Downton Abbey. And she's like, nah, bitch, I'm Ferris Bueller. Let's get in this convertible and go get some chicken <laughs> with our windbreakers. And it was awesome. Yeah, she was great in that. I think she's a great actress. Um, I think she's often overlooked. Um, 
He does a bunch of interesting movies now. Um, but no, yeah, I, I, it's funny. Did you ever see the movie Jackie? No, like, it's on my watch list. Yeah, it's, it's same director, very yeah. similar movie. Um, and that's why, like, I liked the movie. I was a little bored with the movie because I felt like I had obviously not. It's not the same story, but it's filmed in a very similar way. Okay, um, as Jackie was, uh, yeah. very similar tone. Uh, so yeah, no, I think she was great in it though. Yeah, I could see. That. I didn't recommend it too a lot because. I feel like not only could it be boring, but like uncomfortable, but it does at least have a happy ending, but not what I was expecting. I loved the score and it told me like, oh, this isn't going to be as cozy and warm as I might have expected going in. Yeah. But, but yeah, I just got caught up in the energy and like, I felt like I was a fancy lad in fancy times, but something is off here and I'm about to find out why. And by fancy times, do you mean the nineties? <laughs> okay. Fancy places. I was a fancy lad in fancy. <laughs> I was a fancy lad in a fancy place in the nineties. I was a little gentleman with my chips ahoy and I just got transported, you know, 20 years back and 20,000 miles over and we made it work. Love that. Hell yeah. Hey, right. mine, yeah. Uh, my, uh, my best female actor was Alana Haim. Yeah. Oh, she is good. She is good. And I think maybe like the the lore of it like gets me to that she is just a musician. She's like mm-hmm. not an actress. Uh maybe part of it is like her sisters are her real sisters and her parents played her real parents. Mm-hmm. And like Oh, those were the other members? Yeah, yeah that's like the, that was the whole Hame family and the parents. I didn't realize. I mean, no way. That's sick. Yeah. And so like there's there's part of that and like she was so funny and she was really quick. And I thought she like played the role perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think she missed a beat at all. Like there wasn't a scene where I don't think she killed it. Uh, I think Cooper Hoffman was great too. I his character was like harder to like love. I felt like. Wait, what? I feel like Alana Haim's character was so unlikable that no, that's probably see, the reason I didn't that's give it to her. Mike, it's because you identify with Cooper Hoffman's character 100% as someone who's just trying to make money. <laughs> yeah. And like being like 15 years old. No, selling some fucking sunglasses. No, don't pin that on me. A lot of it's so like. Don't pin I, what I, on you? Don't pin the fact that you <laughs> tried to sell $1 sunglasses to my parents for $10. No, but don't put me in a box that like I, I, I'm the Cooper Hoff. I guess I did like Cooper Hoffman's character, but I'm just saying, yeah, I guess this is self-incriminating. I literally just said I'm giving it to characters I like. And like, yeah, I, I don't. That's probably why I didn't think of Alana Haim's character, because I found her so tough to like. Like it was grating. Yeah. But like, I mean, I was rooting for her definitely, but like I felt she made it so difficult. I just wanted her well, to know. No, I, the, the reason I think I liked her so much is because the whole movie she was struggling with like her feelings towards this high schooler. And like that's that's like an interesting part of the movie, right? It's like an odd yeah. thing that and I also love how they never reveal her actual age. Like she says three different ages. She says 25, 28, yeah, and then something else at the start. Yeah. And so like it, but then when that scene with like the guy running for council or whatever that is heartbreaking uh, that that yeah. made me well that turn in the movie where like they can't be together and she's like fuck this i'm gonna be with the person i want to be with like you realize that the whole movie she's been struggling with that same thought which i think is mm-hmm. why she was so like quote unquote hard to like is because mm-hmm. like she was kind of a dick for a lot of it and then she like i don't know it's it's one of those things so i i thought she was incredible um and it made me really happy that she did well yeah 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 did she get sorry she get a nomination 
She did not. She got nominated she for the BAFTA, which is great, but not for the Academy, unfortunately. But, but hey, but no, she it would be my pick also. I, my two finalists, I would say, would be Jodie Comer for uh, the last duel. I thought Hell she yeah. was fantastic in that. Like, what a fucking hard role to play. I can't right? imagine. Um, and she crushes it, and not just the tr- obviously hard scenes, but the way she has to basically play a different character yes three different mm-hmm. tight you know sides of the story and, yeah and, and do it in a way that's convincing and not over the top and yeah like so so well done like god that film was i feel like that film is so slept on this year like mm-hmm. i feel like it is so yeah. much more deserving than a lot of the films that have been nominated for i was on my phone so i missed it wait what that- Oh, Ridley, Ridley Scott like <laughs> had some angry rant about how yeah, millennials and their phones are. <laughs> the For sure. But uh, you're exactly right. The, the the three different timeline acting, like the entire movie hinges on her performance, really in those because like that's like the drastic change, and we get her perspective yeah. last, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, that's what brought it out for me. Yeah, for sure. I remember like Megan and I watched it, and she asked me, or we didn't watch it together, but like you know, both watched it, and she asked me like what like my favorite timeline was. You know, not like oh, what do you think was the coolest, but just you know, what was most intriguing <laughs> or whatever. And like, you know, honestly, my favorite to watch was the first timeline because it was like this very idealized. Like, yes. oh, they're in love and blah blah yes. blah blah. You know, but. Oh gosh, I, the most important was obviously the third, and like that yeah. one, it was just so heartbreaking. That like, I mean, obviously all the terrible shit, and also like Matt Damon is just the chauvinist bag of dirt who basically just uses her to try to yeah get an air for himself. Like it's just so heartbreaking. Like but, it really oh. did. It crushed my hopes. Like, like I never paid attention to the according to line of like the truth according to, and then the second one starts like, oh no, come on, I like that one. Like. Yeah, ruining my Matt Damon, and I just went and put on Stillwater when he was arguably a better person. Uh, oh, another person I would put in the surprise category is fucking Ben Affleck. In Dude, Last yeah, Duel. he's he's. I think I have him at like ten for supporting actors. Actors, yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like a lot of people have dunked on him, but like I thought he was great in that. Like, and I yeah. loved the whole bleached hair. Like, I thought like you're supposed <laughs> to, that character you're supposed to look at and be like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> They achieved yeah. that with the hair. Yeah. So I thought it worked. I think definitely he was better than, than Damon for me. Yeah, I would agree. For sure. Good call. But I think you had one more, Alec, besides Oh, Jody yeah. Comer. So so Jody Comer and then my top pick would be Alana Haim. She was just so good. Nice. Like, yeah, like Will said, like every scene just like didn't miss a beat. And for that to be like her first film is insane. And yeah, it's working with Paul Thomas Anderson. But like, you know, that's that doesn't happen. You know what I mean? For that to yeah. be a person's yeah. first film. It's insane. You know? So, yeah. So yeah, she absolutely knocked it out of the park. Yep. And uh, real quick, Angelou Ellis thermostat performance in the kitchen of King Richard. Okay. Moving on. What do we have left? Uh, can uh, we do, uh, we can, let's, like, can we do adapted screenplay and then best picture? Yeah. yeah that sounds great. Cause I want to talk about my adapted screenplay one. Okay. So for adapted screenplay, I just watched this movie last week and it's been on my list for a while. It was like on my didn't see it in 2021, I'm going to watch it in 2022. It's a small movie called Small Engine Repair. Hmm. Oh, is it the sequel to Mortal Engines? It's a secret to Mortal, the Peter Jackson movie Mortal Engines. <laughs> Wait, um, Peter Jackson did that? I didn't yeah. think so. 
Um, and no, okay. So it's based off of like a play It's with John Barenthal. Uh, who else is? Fucking oh, I heard John Barenthal talk about this, uh, on hot ones. Also, yeah, he was, I actually uh, did watch that hot ones. He was good in, in King Richard too, but yeah, I heard. So, him talk yeah, about so it. it's Shay Wingham, um, John Polano, John Barenthal, um, main characters there. It was, yeah, based off of a, like a play that I think John Barenthal was in. I don't know if all the guys were in it too. It was so good. It is mm. true. It, like the story, it's really small. It's There's really only like five characters in the movie. And it's just about like these three friends who are older, who have like a night together at this guy's oh, small engine that. repair shop. And it's, but it's, it's oh. very tense and it's, it's, it's insane. Really? Um, where they yeah, build so much tension in this movie and um like you never know what's going to happen next oh hell yeah and um it's not it's and i felt like because i watched some some movies where i'm tense and it's like makes you feel uncomfortable where i'm like i don't like this feeling and then there's some movies that are tense where i'm like i want to know what's going to happen next mm-hmm. um so i i thought it was on an underlooked movie it made hundred and ten thousand dollars in the box office wow wow was it actually like in a lot of theaters no, it wasn't. but <laughs> it was, I think it was the most overlooked movie of the year. So it's on Hulu right now. Um, oh, it's great. Incredible. I'm going to watch it later. I love stressful bottle movies. I don't know that when you said that I thought of lock and I thought of boiling point. Yeah. Dude, stuff like that intrigues me like crazy because like, I don't know, like I, as someone who's like written random things, like nothing crazy, obviously, like it just baffles me how people can, just have something set in one room and mm-hmm. just make it absolutely riveting. Like, yeah, it pisses well, me yeah. off. I'm just like, how? I will you say know? this, th- there are different scenes. So like the, obviously the play, I think they have it set, take place in one room, but like Good they're the, 85% of the movie is in like this engine repair shop. But like, yeah. there is like a lead up to it um, uh, with like, they're in, but like they're at a bar and then they're at a house and then that, then they're at the shop and it's, Good it's good. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. Dude, I love this name also. Small Engine Repair is awesome. Heck yeah. All about it. Dude, did anyone see Drive My Car? Yeah. Mike I haven't did. been I able didn't. to see it. Yeah. Dude, uh, I thought it was good. It was like actually six hours long. But I think like the the cinematography and performances. Actually, oh, I got some I got some of them in my in our bonus categories if we circle back to those. But mm-hmm. It was like, it was very, I don't know. It was like tactically heartbreaking. Like, I don't know. They're hitting all these weird cracks of emotion in me. Mm. Like some were just like really like peaceful and, and heartwarming and some were just like brutal. Okay. Cause yeah, I've read a couple of books written by the, the guy who wrote the short story. It's based on Haruki Murakami oh. and he's a fantastic writer. But it's definitely not a short story. And oh no, no drifting. Damn uh, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm used to cars in Tokyo drifting, but no drift king. That's a yeah. shame. Oh, okay. Oh, well. okay. Uh, okay. I can, I can go next for adapted screenplay. Uh, for go me, for my two finalists would be Dune and power of the dog for very different reasons. Um, Dune, because like just 
they did such an incredible job of taking such a giant novel and keeping the essence of the story, the flow of the story, while also cutting things that they just didn't have time for. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was like a masterclass. So it's interesting. Like I didn't read the Lord of the Rings before I saw the film. So going into that, I just didn't really know, like, you know what I didn't know. Um, but this is the first like big screen adaptation that had, was done well that I like read ahead of time. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. 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 So like seeing the way they did, it was just like really cool. And I have to imagine it was somewhat a similar experience. People who had read Lord of the Rings may have felt when they saw those films, but, um, but yeah, obviously not the only book I've read that's been adapted, but like legacy, like prestige. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so I've that, heard, I feel like I've learned a lot of things about that universe after seeing it, having not read the book. And it seems like they were left in there well for people who do know that universe. Like you mentioned the blood rituals or the the priest from Ladybird who is the human calculator because they yeah. don't use any computers in that world because they don't want the AI to overthrow them. Like yep. that's amazing to me. That's never in the movie. I heard somebody tell me that after. Uh, but, you know, they, they just kind of – it's like in Mad Max where they don't over-explain things. They just drop you in and the world yeah. just exists. And by the end, you want to come out of the theater spraying chrome on your teeth because you're so <laughs> caught up into, like, what that means. Oh, yeah. There's some people who want to be handheld through a whole movie. And those people are dumb. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. I do I, – I took my mom to two tough movies this year in Dune and The Matrix Resurrections. But – uh, bless her soul. Dune would be a tough movie for yeah. that generation, I think. Dude, but Matrix Resurrections is like nonsense if you don't remember the last two nonsense. movies. <laughs> I think uh, it is nonsense if you remember all of them. But go on. Uh, I my review is still positive, but it was it was disappointing in that it wasn't what I wanted. I um, I was angry that I spent money on that movie. <laughs> well, see, that's why you go with your mom because she bought the tickets, and my brother went with that. I brought him, I dragged both of my family members to that one. But Joey oh, yeah. isn't it? Okay, so families. But my winner is oh, Power of the sorry. Dog, um, just because I'm that, just in love with that movie. That's a book. Yeah, it was it was a book originally, and I haven't right. read the book or anything like that. Um, but I, all this is to say, like, I don't necessarily know if they did a good job of adapting it, but <laughs> I thought the screenplay that they did end up with was amazing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, coolest adaptation. Zola adapting like a thousand long Twitter tweet Twitter thread into a movie that I thought was awesome. Like that just should be shouted out, but I guess I got to give it to Dune because that's the, the movie that I thought was the best of these uh, adapted options. Word. It's just so cool. All right, and then Will, what did you want to say? Did you go through our our best pictures. Yeah, let's do our or, fun like, categories. Let's okay. do some fun categories and we'll end on best picture. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, shout some out and if, and uh, we'll go through yeah. it. Uh, well, while uh, we're talking, okay. Uh, let's, uh, uh, the, no. the coolest cat. The coolest cat, Oscar. Uh, coolest cat, I've got Duncan Idaho and Dune, the Green Knight. Oh, Green Knight. fucking cool as shit. Adam really Driver nice. for the first half of Annette. Uh, Yusuke from Drive My Car. Yusuke's driver from Drive My Car. And the car from Drive My Car. Mm-hmm. Mm. my coolest cat shout outs my uh one of my uh, i've got two that i kind of called out which was troy kotzer in the movie coda 
Mm. Oh, is um, that the which one's the that? dad? Okay, he's cool. It, he was just like a good dad, and it, he was so cool. He's like a cool yeah. cat. He's like a fisherman <laughs> up in like Massachusetts. Pardon me, why did you to say it was the the piano teacher? <laughs> no, he was uh. no. It was just like he was a good dad, and that was cool. That was, that was cool, cool being a dad. And he cussed a lot and he had sex with his wife a lot. Oh, it was yeah. awesome. Yeah, he really um, liked that. <laughs> yeah. That doctor's um, appointment uh, was brutal. Okay. It was. And then uh, Rengoku from Mugen Train. Oh, Rengoku's awesome, dude. Yeah. Dude. Mm, dude, delicious. Yeah. So he was good. really sweet. Yep. Oh, that could have been like an him. animated feature, but I didn't like that nearly as much as Mitchell's. So, okay. Yeah. And I, like hey, I think cool my, cat. my cool cat would have to go to Mike Feist in uh in West Side oh. Story. Not that I think his ideology his character's ideology is cool cuz that's not necessarily cool, but it like his performance was just like every time he was on screen I was like this guy's fucking cool and I can't Yeah. Like, yeah, that is what a guy it playing riff in West Side Story should look like. That's what I thought. Yep. 100%. Dude, what about Steven Spielberg when their shadows cross in the salt warehouse? Ooh. That shot is that yeah. does that mean Steven Spielberg is the coolest cat? He's definitely a cool cat. You know? <laughs> I don't know about coolest, but up there. Uh, all right. Uh, you guys got any biggest dorks? Oh, I do have a biggest dork. My biggest dork was, I've got two, which was LeBron James's son in Space Jam 2. Yes! Wait, I was thinking Fucking... LeBron, LeBron James in Space Jam. <laughs> no, he was, that was actually, we can get to that. But, uh, yeah. Or Al James. Yeah, algae rhythm. Oh, no, the movie so. Good. No, the biggest story is just Don Cheadle accepting the role as algae rhythm. I know that's true. And then I also, you know, on a more serious note, like if we're gonna, rather than biggest door, biggest simp was Jesse Plemons. <laughs> oh what? In Power the, the dog. I like him. Yeah, simping dude. hard though. That is yeah, undeniable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Freaking like his wife's a crazy alcoholic and his brother's a terrorist, and he's like, everything's oh. okay. I'm glad I'm not alone. Oh, dude. <laughs> She's just not feeling well. Dude, that's just because you connect with the Jesus Benedict Starbuck. Cumberbatch character, yeah, dude. Because you like to yeah, put women he was down. Sick. Yeah, he's sick. <laughs> All right, his pants were sick. Sick as pants. The Golden yeah, Pants Award goes to Benedict Cumberbatch. Seriously. Dude, what was wrong with Benedict Cumberbatch? Kirsten Dunst was being a little... I don't know what I was going to say there. But what, alcohol- really All right, should we do best alcoholic? She was being a dick, dude. <laughs> yeah, she was being a dick. Like, fucking just like talk to him. <laughs> who's like, who's the best alcoholic? You know? All right, if we're doing best alcoholic, I'm going Adam Driver and Annette, but Kirsten Dunst is uh, a close second. Maybe Ben Affleck in the way back. That's Yeah, slam dunk, Ooh. but not the booze. That was last year, though. He definitely wins it last year. Yeah, no, I think it's uh, I think it's uh, Denzel and Coach Carter for sure. He was fucking badass. <laughs> oh, is he an alcoholic? No, and it's also uh, Samuel Jackson in that movie. Yeah, like oh, oh. three. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's wrong. <laughs> the best should have been in Coach Carter. Uh, okay, that's cool. Uh, I don't know. If I've got a bit uh, biggest dork. I don't. I don't know. I don't. How does one define a dork in a film? Hey, it takes one to know one. That's why you and me hey, don't got one. Hey, all right. No, I'm saying that's why you don't oh, got I guess one. That's it was a redirect to Will. Sorry, Will. That's I have uh, It's okay, though, if you don't have one. I think, all right, this might be controversial, but my biggest dork award goes to Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> in, in the Heights or just <laughs> he, in general? No, for freaking Tick, Tick, Boom for that goddamn diner scene where it oh, was like. Oh, he's like, hey, yeah. Well, the whole point of the whole diner scene was to like showcase like all those people in the diner were like Broadway legends who yeah. Harrison and like uh, 
there, there are worse scenes in movies and musicals nah, specifically. That that was yeah. dork shit, dude. That was like <laughs> I, I was like my movie can't stand on its own, so I gotta just cram a bunch of cameos in here. <laughs> dork dude. shit. Uh, like yeah. I was thinking about like if 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 Lin Manuel Miranda had directed West Side Story. The in the gym scene, the like dude who like the nerdy guy who like presided over the dance, he that totally would have been some bullshit cameo or something. <laughs> it like would have been Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah, it would have been super distracting. Yeah, so that's, that's also the first time story. he directed anything. Yeah, like, he's I never directed a movie before. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I would I would yeah. consider him for like best director just because like dude, I thought I liked that movie a lot. No, I'm sh- uh, I'm shooting from the hip. Yeah, you're fine. Uh, I said, I said, I said, Rami Malik in No Time to Die. He was a yeah. dork. Uh, the guy named Derek and Zola was the true biggest dork, and then Morpheus in Matrix Resurrections was kind of a dork. I like that actor a lot, though. He was a cool um, dork, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abdul Mateen the second. I still liked his performance, um, but yeah, that guy's a right. beast. Uh, we did biggest surprise. We do guilty pleasure. Ooh, guilty pleasure. Yeah, get it. What? Uh, I, I just define this as a movie that I didn't think I was going to like. I kind of like Biggest Surprise, but like I, I thought of it as like a movie that like most people would say that movie was dumb, but I really liked it was uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Nice. Mm. It, it was like it was solid. It was funny. I laughed like the acting was decent. Like the story was good. Like I, I actually I laughed a lot more than I thought I was going to. Yeah, that was my like guilty pleasure. Like I, I feel guilty that I really liked it. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a good way to frame it because as soon as you read that, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is a dumb name. People should like what they like, and you shouldn't feel guilty about anything." Yeah. Um, but I'll watch Ghostbusters. Uh, I think my guilty pleasure would have to be, and I don't know that it should have to be a guilty pleasure, but I think it would have to be the Last Duel because it bombed at the box office. Ridley <laughs> Scott is like a total boomer. Um, it's kind of like an old school movie that, like, maybe would have been made would have been more sort of in place had to come out in like 2002 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, got very a lot really more Scott era. Yeah, for sure. But it was just, he still did a damn good job with it. Like, yeah. it, it just good performances, good production design, good sound editing, all that shit. You know, I liked yeah. it. Good it flick. came up on our Matrix cast. I don't know if I said this or if Jordan did, but it was a, at its core, it's a feminist movie, but it's like a feminist movie for dudes, right? You know, true. <laughs> it's like I think that yeah. that that is cool. That's something neat. The dudes, yeah. Is it cool though? I don't think that's cool <laughs> at all. I don't. I don't like that. Well, I'm saying like it's a way. It's like a you know, it's a movie that like boys would go see because you know about night stuff. But it's like a it's a feminist forward movie that like you know has some. I mean, not that it's challenging, not that it's a hot take to say like rape is bad, but it's like, you know, there's some substance there that's not just knights fighting. It's like yeah, a perspective right. no, I, and how I hear this woman is oppressed. Right. But I, yeah, yeah, I would, I was more like commenting on our society. Oh, okay. That like, if you want to see a movie that like talks about not just feminism, but just like being humans, like there are better movies to watch. Yes. Yeah. That like, not better movies to watch, but like we shouldn't have to be like, Oh, like you should learn about like treating people equally and like treating people with respect in space with guns and <laughs> like like they do sick karate. And a dude breaking a keyboard over his face in the rain. 
Uh, Dude, one day I'm gonna win an Academy Award for doing that performance. Uh, hey, wait, okay. I I got a uh, idea for an award. The the keyboard over the face in the rain moment. Oh, best oh. best best moment that that made you lose your everything in in a movie this year. Mine is the best needle drop cut of the decade in Red Rocket. Did any of you guys see Red Rocket? I did. That's that's one of the movies I didn't see that I really wanted to. Yeah, I didn't see I, that one either. I won't spoil that. I put it down halfway through because I couldn't handle it. I called it the A24's Scott's Tots episode. Mm. I was mm. so uncomfortable that I, I popped pop, pop back in right in time to see this scene that would be my best scene of the year. Word. My keyboard moment. I think my okay. keyboard moment, like favorite scene of the year, maybe also could call it an oh shit scene, is in Power of the Dog when fucking Benedict Cumberbatch comes out with the banjo and just like perfectly plays that song mm. that she's oh, trying that to play. Sick. Oh, that was just like so chilling and just it did so, it did like two things at once. It both showed you that he is incredibly scary and he's also way perhaps more intelligent than yeah. I previously thought he was. Okay, so. the the story of this award is developing because mine was all on a, a needle drop. Yours was playing music. It has to involve music, I think. The Ooh. keyboard in the rain well, moment. You introduced that right before I fucking <laughs> <laughs> Um, i don't have one like that but i do there's a scene in small engine repair that you guys haven't seen so i'm not going to talk about it but like there is a there's a turn in the movie okay it's very sudden and it's very good and it's very it's very intense there's like a huge build-up that you like you learn what's going on like as it's progressing and you're like Mm. oh my god um see it's great (laughs) okay do you want to do uh what's next best hair I never actually hair? said my guilty pleasure. I wrote down nope, stuff. Moving the, the on. One, the one I bolded was Netflix's You, which is a show. So let's just keep <laughs> going. TV <laughs> program. Uh, all right, best hair. I did John Barenthal from Swan Trip Hair. I'm going to stop talking he about is that. So His good. hair was great. Okay. His great hair is awesome. I love him. I'm going to go check it out. I really like Andrew Garfield and everything. Uh, Andrew Garfield and TikTok yeah. Boom, his hair was sick. Yeah, yeah his hair was great in that. And just in real life. Uh, mm-hmm. Both Bond girls, Dev Patel, and the car from oh, Drive My Dev Car. Patel. I, I got to pick a top three then. I'm going in the three spot, Ben Affleck, Last Duel. Hell yeah. He was an icon. <laughs> uh, number two, Tim Chalamet in uh, Dune. That guy's just got sick hair. He's so cool. Great. Oh, and yeah, then number dude. one, Dev Timmy Patel, Jam. Green Knight. Dev Patel, oh. okay. Did Dune get any acting? I didn't even ask about Lady Jessica. I don't think or it did got any acting. Dude, no, did not. Uh, he's they're they're all so good. That movie's so good. I was listening to like an interview. I don't know if you guys knew this, but uh, that scene with like the Gom Jabbar, uh, yeah. when his hands in that box, like he's not actually. It doesn't actually hurt. Like he's, he's acting. acting. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I can't Holy believe that. Shit. Oh my god! He's Dude, that's such good acting. I can't believe it's it. It's like when in Two Towers, when Aragorn kicks the helmet, he actually broke his toe. <laughs> oh Dude, my fucking god! I, I got did not know okay. That. So let me just tell a story about <laughs> when I got so much Reddit upvotes when on the like Lord of the Rings subreddit. Yeah. This guy was talking about how he started reading the books to his kids before bed and what they like and dislike and. I got in there early and my comment was uh, my kid's favorite part 
is when Aragorn breaks his toe kicking the helmet. <laughs> but, but this is in the book, so. <laughs> that's really good. Just because, like, you know, all, in that in that subreddit, like, that's kind of a joke. Like, that's an overdone meme of everybody. Like, oh, let me tell you this. Uh, so it landed pretty well. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh any are we still doing the bonus ideas yeah let's there's there's four more so let's just crush them. okay mine are out of order or so five i forget more. what was bonus and what's yeah so keep going will mvp is next oh i started okay okay you go mike okay i'll go all right uh i starred timothy chalamet because he's in a lot like french dispatch and mm-hmm. and all these, but i also wrote neon the production company johnny greenwood best scores my best score winner would be spencer but he also did power of the dog which was amazing yeah. And then I had Bradley Cooper up there as well. And Andrew. Chalamet wins. Yeah, Brad's a badass. Dude, he's good. Yeah, I, yeah. My MVP my MVP of the year was Andrew Garfield. I feel like he's, yeah. he's hitting a renaissance. They just dropped a trailer for a new show with him in it. It looks fucking crazy. What's yeah, the show? It's got like uh go ahead. No, I was just yeah, no, I was talking about that. So, yeah, I feel like so it has like freaking uh true detective vibes. Oh, oh hell yeah. is fucking great. So good. Um, yeah. Also, MVP, season two of Fleabag. That's not from this year at all. I just finished Wait, watching it again. You broke up from oh. me. What'd you say? I said season two of Fleabag. Fleabag oh, is the Fleabag. best Fleabag. show ever made. That's, hey, yeah. you're, uh, Period. you know, alternate dimension soulmate. That's uh, Natalie Burnham's, like, favorite show. I love it when you bring that up. Uh, <laughs> Our ex girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, fun uh, um did you have I, an mvp yeah Al? i think my my mvp and help me with his name but denis villanueva is that how yeah. you pronounce it denis villanueva i think but i used to villeneuve. say denis villanueva you know i think it's denis, denis villanueva yeah he so found question i batted 500 on it denis villanueva like to fucking do dune is just such an undertaking and to do it well is something else entirely so i gotta give him the the belt yeah, it's he's such an interesting. Like, I I rewatched Arrival this year. Yeah, that oh, movie's that was so Evil new. That movie's so good. Yeah, it is. Arrival's it's, amazing. That was so, one of the first. He has such a that... he has such a distinct style too. Oh yeah, I freaking I, cried my eyes out after Arrival. So, I feel like you told me to watch that for when did that come out? What year? Like twenty sixteen. Sixteen. I feel like you told me to watch that when we were in like Tucson or something. Yeah, but that I was one I just of the first like yeah. here's a good movie that's not a Marvel movie, Michael. And I was like, Oh, there are good movies that aren't Marvel movies, Will. Besides <laughs> Angels in the Outfield and School of Rock. Oh, yeah, he's he's, he's the man. And uh also I like that I know we shouted out scores. Dune sounds amazing. Oh. I, I found out Hans Zimmer passed on Tenet to do Dune because he's such a Dune head. And yeah. it's amazing. The bagpipes, electric oh. bagpipes from hell are yes. fucking amazing. Dude, the fucking throat singing on oh, the Sardaukar. I'm making one note and it's get that for the soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yes. Oh, the throat singing was incredible. Oh. That might be my MVP is the fucking electronic throat singer. (laughs) Yeah, what about the voice that starts it off and then it cuts to the Warner Brothers Tower? It does like a dreams are messages from the deep. And then it just shows the Warner Brothers Tower in the normal intro. Yeah, I loved that though. It was dope. (laughs) So Uh, cool, man. 
I just figured they copied and pasted it in the wrong order, and it was so small on the premiere timeline, they didn't notice. <laughs> okay. Uh, Will, what's our next category? Uh, worst movie. Oh, easy. Yeah. Uh, okay, my, say it. <laughs> Escape Room Tournament of Champions. Oh, no. I did you not know, see that if they're If they're going to make a sequel to Escape Room, I'm going to go see it. And that was the worst <laughs> one. <laughs> nice. Space Jam and Reminiscence are right behind it. I heard Reminiscence was really bad. Did not watch it. Reminiscence. It was uh, Hugh Jackman. Jackman. Oh no! Yeah. He like goes and sees his. Oh yeah! Wife. It was like a Miami, and it's yeah. He goes into the past in a tank, and it's yeah, you know. Um, mine was Space Jam Two: a New Legacy. Yeah, dude, that was my clearly second. the worst movie. Um, and then also the Tomorrow War because it was nothing. Wait, the movie okay, so- was like it. The movie was nothing. <laughs> I mean, like, there was not a single interesting part in that movie that hasn't been done better. It had your boy. They, they're just like, no, they're like, hey, let's let's make a movie about, like, something that's been done a lot. Like, it was basically Edge of Tomorrow, which is a really good movie with Tom yeah, Cruise. Solid. But it was like, it, okay, we've got, it felt like they signed Chris Pratt to a contract, and they were like, oh, I guess let's just, like, make a movie and we'll figure it out. <laughs> Uh, it had Sam so Richardson dumb. in it, though. You like Sam Richardson? He, he, Sam Richardson was the only redeeming quality of that movie. I love okay. Sam Richardson. J.K. Yeah. Simmons was I in thought, it. I love J.K. Simmons. I thought Fucking it dumb. was average. Which I actually didn't want. I like bad movies more than I like average movies. Because bad agree. movies I can like laugh at and like this is really sure. dumb and low budget yeah. and like Ugh. silly. But like average movies that they spent like 200 million dollars making make me so angry it's so funny because it's like it's true it's like the definition of neither hot nor cold lukewarm you know like you want to spit it from your mouth you know no good yep all right do you have a a battle one now i really don't like all the movies i've seen this year like i've been pretty choosy about them i don't know if that's the right word but uh i've like space jam i like yeah i (laughs) <laughs> yeah. or escape but, room two tournament of champions and there's two yes. entirely different endings i watched the wow. one, them both one's on youtube that's powerful so yeah I th- i'm gonna have to pass because i kind of waited until okay. the academy awards nominations dropped and then just watched a bunch of movies like over the last couple weeks so i don't think i saw a bad one in the bunch all right yeah all right the next one is neat idea Oh, neat idea award. Yeah, hell yeah. Mm. Uh, I think nine days I rated that movie higher. Like, you know, it's it's not, it's pretty simple, but the idea was just so cool and interesting to me. I don't know if the other guys saw nine days. It's I think on Amazon. I, but no. yeah, I saw it was, it looked good. I did not see it. I kind of forgot. Yeah, it it's uh, the actor who plays M'Baku and he's in Us. Uh, he's really good, but he's interviewing like these souls with a chance to become human beings that are born on earth. And I thought that was a neat idea. I'd have to go. Don't look up for neat idea. Mm, I like, yeah. I like the concept of the flick execution, not as much, but thought the concept was solid. Yep. So the two I had was the guilty with oh, Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal. And it's a bottle movie Ooh, for sure. Yeah. Dude, like I have that on the phone the whole movie. <laughs> I have that on guilty pleasures because it's called the guilty, and apparently I should feel bad for liking it because there's a, a Danish version or German version that's better that it's based on. Yeah, of. 
yeah, I think it, it probably is better. Uh, but yeah, I just thought, yeah, didn't love the movie, but it was a neat idea of just yeah. like, and obviously it's not an original idea, but I, Jake Gyllenhaal was great in it. It was emotional. He's it, so good. It's crazy how you can be like wrapped into something of just, it's like lock. It's like small and yeah. hair. Exactly. Or phone booth. Your phone booth. You're just like enamored with what's going on. It's literally him as a like emergency responder who's like been demoted. He was like a detective or a cop and you don't know anything. And they just like drop you in and he answers a call. And it's like someone who needs help. Um, and he follows that. It, anyway, it's crazy. It's intense. And the ending was good. Yeah. Uh, the other one I had was The Harder They Fall. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. Uh, if you put Lakeith Stanfield good. in a movie, I feel like he should get a, a nomination. He's just like the best actor. He's the He's coolest so dude. Seriously. He's so cool. Jonathan Majors is fucking awesome, too. Yeah, um, yeah Lakeith Stanfield, cool cat. You kidding me? Oh, he should yeah, be he coolest cool cat. cat. Yeah, well, who's he play? Cherokee Bill? That's yeah, cool Cherokee Bill. Um, yeah, so anyway, I thought that was a cool idea. Decent movie. Not great, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, while we're fleshing out this idea, I just don't want us to get in a box of it just being movies. The things I wrote down were car magnets in F9, triple timelines in The Last Duel, and oh, the things twist. you liked? I was just like, that's a neat idea. And then the twist oh. slash reveal in Malignant. It was a neat idea. Oh, and Joaquin Phoenix's podcast idea in Come On, Come On. It's a neat idea. I didn't see Come On, Come On yet, which is like, I'm one of the biggest Mike Mills fans in the Dude, world. Dude, yeah, 20th Century Woman. It's so have good. You, have you seen the beginners? I don't know about the beginners, uh-uh. Dude, fuck you. Not fuck oh, you. I love you. Dude, thanks. The Beginners is... <laughs> Will, remember, this is a celebration. I love learning from you. It's not like a... I know, I know. Gatekeeping. Not, that wasn't like... A, that was not an anger. Yeah, It was like an angry fuck you. I'm more like, you need to watch that. That is one of my hot, like, most recommended movies. If someone's like, tell me a movie that I definitely haven't seen. So Ewan watch McGregor, that before Christopher Small Plummer. Engine. Oh. Uh, yeah, they're way different movies. So good. It's semi-autobiographical. Huge Mike Mills fan. Okay. Didn't see it. So, so see my, come on. my review for Come On, Come On was, I hope Jack Black wins an Oscar for this um, because I learned something. I was like freaking out. So, you know, School of Rock's my favorite movie. If Joaquin Phoenix and Jack Black are talking to a child, they sound exactly the same. Close your eyes and it's the exact same voice. Like they both, they sound kind of similar and look kind of similar now. But if they're talking to a child, like they're like whisper question thing that's kind of like got an inflection, it's identical. And I was just, I don't know, I was huh. freaking out. Um, that's fine. Good movie. More you know. More you know. Um, so, Will, okay. we know how you stand on Mike Mills. Where do you stand on Meek Mill? Oh, Put yeah. Him back in fucking prison. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Fill your die, baby. <laughs> Go Sixers. Uh, I I know very little about Meek Mill Um, (laughs) knew he was in prison knew everything I know about Meek Mill is through like my knowledge of sports or about like him getting a standing ovation at a Sixers game um, when he got out of prison Um, you got one of those right uh, yeah, when I got out of prison, I got a standing ovation. At the Sixers game. <laughs> At the Sixers game. Dude, if you ever get out of prison, I'll come there and, and be there to pick you up. Hell yeah, Thanks, buddy. Unless you, like, um, murdered my wife. Oh, cool. Um, all right, the last two that we had. Let's do or your wife, Worst Line. Worst so Line. Last one. Worst Line. Uh, or you can say, like, Worst Scene. I wrote yeah. down a line because it was awful. Ooh, I'm curious. Uh, I did one from Space Jam 2. Um, I'm going to spoil it. Uh, 
so at the end of the movie, Bugs Bunny dies, but he <laughs> but he doesn't die. He does. Like he comes back like forty five seconds later in the next scene, but uh-huh. he dies. Oh, and God. his and so like Lola Bunny's holding him, and I wrote it down. She says, "Bugs, that was the least loony thing you've ever done." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, that's Mike. When Will kills your wife, that's what you'll say. <laughs> that is the least. Uh, the least loony thing you've ever done, dude. Oh my gosh. Awful. It made me oh, so mad. Um, Yeasel. So I, I didn't actually write anything down, but now I've just thought of this because I, I knew, like, best worst line idea. That's something I'll have to look out for next year because, like, but the, the one that comes to mind, I can't tell you the line, is when some of the jokes in Don't Look Up uh, were a little too out there for me. And when Timothy Chalamet introduces himself to the mom and says, uh, I'm something something on Twitch, do you game? Like, what the, what is that joke? Like, that's nothing. Oh. Like, is that like, nobody's going to yeah. laugh. Like, that's just like I, cringe. I, I, do you know what's actually, I kind of found that funny of just like that character who's all over the place. I don't okay. know why. It was just so random. It was dumb, but for some reason that got me. Okay. I guess, you know, we're moving. We're going to speed things up. But like for that to be the first thing you say to a, mo- a wife slash mom you're meeting is that was a little much for me. But yeah, I guess overall that movie like was kind of in an uncanny valley between like idiocracy level parody and yeah. like real life. So I didn't I didn't know where I should be like expecting dialogue to fall. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was like a it was yeah it was a mix of idiocracy in the Big Short. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought there was gonna be more like Big Short, like Margot Robbie in a bathtub cuts or uh, things or that kind of style. <laughs> Not necessarily Margot Robbie. That's, that's Wolf of Wall Street, you dummy. No, no, that no, that's that's in the I Big know. Short. That, that was oh. a joke. I was, oh, okay. I was more saying like if you want to watch that, watch fucking Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> yeah, but I uh, I guess I expect because early on I forget what it is. There's a scene where it cuts and like explains something about society, which I think is the Adam McKay recipe. And yeah. then I feel like it never happened again, which is fine. I just I thought it would happen a lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one didn't didn't quite do it for me, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think I got a weird one for worst line because it was written by William Shakespeare himself. But uh, I'm oh, shooting no. from <laughs> I'm shooting from amazing. the hip. I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah. So it's in Tragedy Macbeth, of course, and the line is "What you egg?" In uh, with a scene where they're going after Macduff's family, and like uh, the I think it's kind of like a famous Shakespearean line because it's just so bizarre. What does um, that mean? I think it literally just like I'm looking it up, and I, I think it literally means it's like he's calling the kid an egg, or I guess it's like because uh, he's like a child, he's like an egg who hasn't yet hatched or something yeah, like it's that. Dumb. Bill but, Shakespeare is an idiot. Yeah, what a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> but so that that's my halfway serious choice. Biggest what you dork. egg? Yeah, what you egg? <laughs> William Shakespeare. Cool. All right, and then now we move on to best line. Makes sense. Uh, so I had two. Uh, one was from F9, and it was Roman Ooh. saying, two dudes from the ghetto in outer space. You know, ain't no one's going to believe us, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's just, like, that, like, cements the series. Yes. Like, yeah. Incredible. And then another so one from uh, the, the new Suicide Squad movie, which I thought was incredible. The yeah, new Suicide yeah. Squad movie was great. Yeah. Um, and it was Peacemaker, which I have... Have either of you watched the new Peacemaker show? No. I have not watched the show. Is it good? 
It's so good. Oh, yeah. I'm so it's happy a, to hear. Well, it's incredible. Hell yeah. so, so to explain it, Alec Peacemaker is played by John Cena. Yeah. And he's a guy who is, uh, he, he's like the douchey Captain America. Okay. And he says a line that like, is sums it going to be about the bullets? Oh no. Okay. No, it's, it's, uh, he, he has one line that sums up his whole character and it is, I cherish peace with all of my heart. I don't care how many men, women, and children I need to kill to get it. <laughs> uh, that's that's so good, dude. That reminds <laughs> me of like an old Steve Martin joke. That was like a one-liner. It was it went something like this. It was like, love is the most precious thing that money can buy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so those are my two favorite line. lines. Love those. Yeah. Um, I feel like it might be that he belongs to the canyon now, or whatever the name of the donkey is in Mitchell's vs. the Machines. Yeah. <laughs> they it. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're like, they're on their like seven hour mule tour, and then it cuts, like, you know, it looks good and boring. And then it cuts to them, like, in the rain, and two people are on one mule, and <laughs> the dad is screaming, like, get to higher ground or we'll drown. And the kid goes, what about, you know, this mule's name? He belongs to the canyon now. And it just shows hands to him in the river floating away. Uh, it's great. Oh, I love that. Is that Danny McBride's character saying that? Yep, yeah, exactly. I can hear that in his voice. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right, so I'm shooting from the hip on mine, but I think the <clears> one that, like, that got the biggest rise out of me is the scene in Licorice Pizza when uh, – uh alana's <laughs> hames character is going off on her family and she starts yelling at her sister for being a thinker i thought that yep. line was hysterical uh, <laughs> thinker. Uh, you think oh that, that was, was really good, good. yeah i was hoping to be bradley that, cooper but yeah oh gosh uh, bradley cooper is so good yeah and like or oh, another great line are you circumcised oh, <laughs> then you're a fucking jew oh <laughs> uh, um, yeah uh, great power, great responsibility on a serious note. That, that oh, hit me big. Yeah. Not and when I'll May says it, because we talked about how we don't care about May dying, but when uh, Andrew Garfield and the uh, Spider-Man say it. Yeah. Cool. All right, is that the, are we ready to go through our top movies then? Hey, We're going to do top five. I don't have a top five ready. I have a top one ready. Okay. I can, I can, one, I can Alec reads one. No, you read one. I'll, Alec reads five. I'll read ten. It'll be great. Yeah, let's no, do it. Oh, oh, actually, that's fun. Oh, I have one bonus category that I added called <laughs> the Golden Marmy because I love movie moms. Oh, the, the nominees are Lady Jessica and Dune, Helen Mirren and F Nine, Angelou Ellis and King Richard, uh, the Mom in Stillwater, Camille Cotin, Viv and Come On, Come On. But the winner is Kristen Stewart as Diana. No, not Kristen Stewart. The winner is Princess Diana. This is the character in Spencer. Ah, it's the the best movie mom of the year, which I just thought of before this. Very well. All right, so Alex gonna read from five to one, and then I'm gonna read from ten to one, and then Will's gonna win just one. And he's can't say. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna name a few. Fuck you guys. <laughs> okay, okay. My number five, West Side Story. It was fantastic. Just a great adaptation. My number four is Belfast. For many of the reasons we talked about, I thought one thing we haven't touched on is the cinematography, which I thought oh, was amazing and soundtrack. Dude. Fucking Van Morrison. Oh, I that's right, it, guys. Yeah, I watch yeah, yeah. it. So you know, you have to, Mike, how have you not watched Belfast? How have you watched goddamn <laughs> Escape Room <laughs> Two: <laughs> The Streets, but you haven't watched <laughs> Belfast? I mean, well, and, and Will explicitly texted me to watch it, but I think this is the rule: if it's in black and white, you're gonna have to text me more than once. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> to give me the courage. I, I, don't have to, I shouldn't have to text you at all. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, okay. Watch 80 goddamn movies and not build it. <laughs> oh, dude. I know so. Oh, my uh, I should have. I should have. Your wife told me to watch it, too, if you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, it's great. She's got good um, taste. Yeah. So that's my number four. My number three is Licorice Pizza. Uh, fantastic flick. My number two is Dune. And then coming into the one spot is Power of the Dog. I thought Power oh, okay. of the Dog was just a masterpiece in, like, showing and not telling. And just, like, mm. letting – like they're, Like, there wasn't much story. It was just characters. And it was just done so damn well. And the acting was fantastic. It was just my favorite movie the film of the year. I thought it was so damn good. And every time I should watch it again, every time you mentioned a small detail, I was like, oh, yeah, that's even better than I remember. Like when you brought up the banjo scene, it really oh, is something. Great scene. Such a good scene, dude. My goodness. Or like when they mentioned how he like went to Yale and that's just like an offhand comment. And you're just like, what yeah. the fuck? You know? Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to read. And this has this is just. For the year 2021 not the the rules of the oscars but number 10 red rocket number nine f9 number eight the green knight number seven spencer number six titan number five dune number four the mitchells versus the machines number three judas and the black messiah number two bo burnham's inside and number one spider-man no way home oh yeah okay i'm just gonna read a list I'm just going to, I'm looking at my whole list. I'm just going to like, these are not in order. So I'm just going to go, let me see. Uh, I love Mugen Train. Demon Slayer was great. Um, the movie Cherry was really bad. I wanted to make sure I said that on this podcast. <laughs> see, I thought the it was. The Russo brothers directed a movie with Tom Holland. I was like, this is going to be was, dope, but it wasn't. It was really bad. I mean, what like it wasn't pleasant to watch. You think it was bad as a movie? The acting was whatever. The story was whatever. The cinematography I thought was bad. Um, okay. Um, let's see. I surprisingly liked Army of the Dead. Um, hmm. That was a fun movie to watch. Um, yeah. Let's see. Mitchell's vs. the Machines is definitely top five. Hell yeah. Um, the Tender Bar was bad. Sorry, now I'm just like uh, saying so watch it. Tender Bar, freaking George Clooney, whiff. Yeah, um, Shang-Chi was really good. Uh, Suicide Squad was really good. No Time to Die was actually incredible. Fucking yeah. love that movie. I got that so at, at 13. Right about um, West Side. Answers Belfast is top five. Yeah. Uh, Pig top five, Spider Man, No Way Home, and then I think my favorite movie was Licorice Pizza. Favorite, okay, okay, great damn flick. All right, so I think we'll just give it to Spider Man No Way Home for doing what can never be done in theaters again. I don't know that I'll ever feel which like is that. just like the cinematography of New York, just yeah, just comes <laughs> CGI oh New God. York. Really the web slinging action. Oh wait, best New York. I'm giving it to West Side. There were a lot of New Yorks this year. Yeah, I'm giving it to West Side. Yeah. Let me, let me see if I can find another one on my list. Tick Tick Boom was a good New York. Yeah. Yeah. It was more of like of an underbelly of New York. Yeah. yeah in the Heights, uh, The Matrix. In the Heights uh, was average at best. Didn't that come out in 2020? No, no I think dude, it came out it just got year. forgotten about it was this year. No, it came out yeah. in 2020. I thought it was cool. Dude, do you know what else came out this year? Godzilla versus Kong. Best visual effects if we're going to do that. That's up there for me. I watched King Kong this year. I didn't watch that one. I like Kong Kong 
I just watched uh, Kong Skull Island for the first time this year. Oh, that's the one I was talking about. That is so much better than like all the other Kong and Godzilla movies. I thought it was was pretty good. good. That one's good. Except for Alec and I did go see Godzilla together. We did. Like Godzilla margaritas. (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Is that the name of the next? Brian Cranston for like 20 minutes before he (laughs) They died. Aaron Taylor Johnson. ATJ. Who I like. I think he's a decent actor. I think he's great. Yeah. yeah. I wish he he got better parts. It made me think of Anya Taylor Joy. Her eyes are too far apart. They are. Uh, but I like uh, some. Uh, if we did, if we did costumes and hair, last night in Soho would be up there for me. And yeah, uh, I, I don't know if soundtrack is different than score, but I love the soundtrack in it last is. night in Soho. <laughs> All right, those are movies. Those oh, are yeah. movies. We talked about movies for two those hours. Those were some movies. All right. Aren't so straight. now, theoretically. We're all going to be on the same page next year. Yes. And but what I mean, is that page? No, no, no. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess whatever you guys want. We'll just text about it. I, you know I that like, doesn't work with Alec. I, I like the I was, idea it was of my service. Because even like, my dog ate my phone. This isn't the longest podcast we've done. And even if it was like a once a year, we do a long marathon celebration of things we all love, movies. I'm okay with that. I like the idea of like bring your nominees and then who would your pick be? And we just go around the yeah. horn. And we can talk Let's about it that. if we want to, but we don't have to talk about each name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, you know, yeah. if somebody's I'm like. i my game this year too. Okay, I'm down. So, uh, so here's the deal. I saw what two movies in 2020, and I saw like 12 this year. What percentage increase is that? Like that's uh, huge. Like a 600 percent increase or something? Uh, yeah. All right, let's, the math checks out. Uh, so this year I'm going to see 72 movies. Hell yeah! Dude. Stay at that rate. <laughs> you'll still you'll still see less than Mike and more than me. <laughs> Oh man, uh, uh, there was this is a good mix because like we had all the good streamers last year, and now we had some good streaming and some good theater yeah, movies. That's true. I really liked being back out there. Also, at the in last year's episode, we said we were gonna get into Letterboxd, which I feel like you had a short tail on that one. Thinking about coming back yeah. at all, or you didn't didn't enjoy the the logging. I I, I don't enjoy movies are long. And it takes me a while to do it. And I don't care oh. enough. So gotcha. I'm more of like a Google Doc guy. And okay. like I don't really I don't really like the rating system either because I think it is a obviously it's bias. I was gonna say it's bias. That's a, would have been the dumbest thing I've ever seen or said. Yeah. Um but <laughs> like it is truly like my my opinions of movies change a lot like Yeah, I get that. Like which uh, so I don't know. I don't it's it's not something I desire to do. That's fair. Because I, I honestly, I, I so I watched what what did I say sixty movies this year. I probably like that were all new movies. I bet I watched one hundred and twenty movies this year. Yeah, easy. And so like, I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, that's fine. I like I like logging them on a Google Doc anyway. This is just like a better version, but I prefer numbers over stars out of a hundred. So I get that. Then the other thing we said, AJ complained all these movies that are eligible for Oscars, you can't see yet. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to try to figure out how you do that. Cause now a lot of the stuff is streaming with COVID. So I saw some Sundance movies and then the A24 screening room does releases that were virtual. So I saw like Minari and Judas and the black Messiah that way. 
and I just saw a few of the Sundance 2022 movies, and Cha Cha Real Smooth is my Michael Moran ass pick for a really good movie out of Sundance. Um, yeah, I think you'd like it. It's like basic Michael Moran pick. Nothing wild. Uh, but yeah, okay. So Alex gonna see seventy three next year. Will's 72. gonna seventy two. Uh, Will's gonna see seventy one. Nice. And I'll see seventy three. Yeah, I'm gonna see. No, I gotta see, see. I gotta see eighty two movies. Okay. Yeah, and well, hey, movie pass is coming back. All right, I think that's. <laughs> I think that's our podcast. Anything else you want to say? Shout outs that you thought of along the way. No, if you haven't, uh, if you if you aren't caught up on Attack on Titan, which Mike oh, and I man. will be talking about right after this in our private time, uh, get caught yeah. up because we're we're ending the the arc here, and I'm very. It's excited. amazing. Although this last episode is like the first like plot we'll point commitment that I don't like of like the entire okay. series. Uh, we'll, but yeah, we'll, we'll get great. to that. <laughs> also, I want to shout out. I want to shout out Will for telling, teaching me that movies are cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Will. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be watching Attack on Teton after this. So. <laughs> Dude, that is such a bunch of car babies movie, who have like, sex with each other and fight. <laughs> At the exact opposite end of Spider Man, it's a theater experience I will never be able to forget. And Hard. I think it's worth checking out. All right, that's the podcast. Bye bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Or we can mix it up, or we can popcorn it. Like we start with something and then somebody else. Picks. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. So, are we doing top five films? Like uh, our top five favorite uh-oh. of the year? <laughs> wait, wait, you think that's what this episode is? In my brain, that's what it had been. But I've seen a lot of movies. Okay, we're gonna. So I can, we were. I can shoot from the hip. We were gonna do all the categories in the Oscars. <laughs> Okay. which i'm pretty right, sure right. it was in the text thread <laughs> wasn't the text like yeah oh, I, I mean i thought it was like you know like kind of a bonus thing like we'd start with our favorite five and then kind of pivot over oh, uh, so, okay. uh, I, can, I can pivot quickly i can uh yeah i'll shoot from the hip yeah you can just yeah shoot. it makes it better oh.